then he said, well, the clown can stay, but the Ferengi in the gorilla suit has to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. Anyway, welcome everyone to the Fake Nerd Podcast. This is episode 285. <laughs> that was so stupid. With me, I'm Brandon Brandon Night Owl McClure. With me, as always, are my friends Ben Riptide Magnet. I, I thought you were doing like a call sign or something, but all right, that was okay. Ryan Midnight Iliopolis. Woo! I got a tango on my 10 4 bounty grasshopper. <laughs> and Sparks Solstice Witty. I'm, I'm really, I am not in the right space for this right now. <laughs> like when Ryan put on his aviators, I was actually, I'm actually upset at myself right now. Cause I know I have a pair of aviators lying around the house. I just don't know where they are. These aren't aviators. These are Tony Stark's glasses. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought about doing that this week and I committed to that. So cool. All right. So I think those, I think those are the same ones we used for the, the matrix discussions. It is. Oh. One size fits all baby. As you probably figured, not from my intro, but from our call signs, we are doing Top Gun Maverick, the review of Top Gun Maverick today. Um, but we have a long ways to get there, such as, guys, our anniversary is coming up. There is not long now until, until our sixth anniversary special. Wow. Feels like the first time. Um, so... Uh, I've been forgetting to do this, but I'm going to make a post about it this week. Um, guys, if you have any questions for us for the sixth anniversary, please send them on over. FakeNerdGuys, gmail.com, all on our social medias, FakeNerdPodcast, everywhere you can find us. Greatly appreciate hearing from you guys. We want to get some questions in. So there's that. What happened, Sparks? You look concerned. Nothing. I touched something and all of a sudden, like the color on my screen changed. So I was just trying to figure out what I did. That's okay. just me giving you giving you different vibes. <laughs> okay, what I touch. Yeah, that was that was weird. Sorry, um, I fixed it. So yes, of course, please, guys. Our sixth anniversary is coming. If you want to get some questions in, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I know you'd love to. Uh, I know you probably would love to 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 uh, ask some questions for us, um, to us, whatever that is. Fickner podcast on all the social medias. Fickner guys, gmail.com. You can also just hit me up. Hit us up on our personal social medias, I'm sure. We'll relay them. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Please do so. Yeah. I'm not done yeah. talking. I'm not done talking yet because we have links in the description. Oh, do we now? What's down there? I have no idea. Wait, <laughs> it's looking. Oh. I'm, I'm looking down there. It's it, it for dramatic effect. You should know I do this stuff by now. Ryan. Hey, what's up, dog? Your YouTube channel is linked below. It it, it is, It's true. It's there. What did you do this week? I played Batman. That's about it. Oh, that's a lie. That's a big lie. I played more than Batman. Um, so Batman finaled. I finished that today before the podcast. So if you want to watch seasons one or two of Batman, the Telltale series, it's fantastic. Loved it. Season two is so good. Um, I also streamed because I had Obi-Wan on the mind. I streamed episode three, Revenge of the Sith on the PlayStation 2. That game is totally fine. Um <laughs> Uh, it, the boss battles are cool, but it goes from being a really easy game to being a really hard game, and like the gameplay isn't quite there to to to. It wants you to do a Dark Souls battle, and the game's not equipped for it. And I just really wanted to beat those bosses, and I'm a gamer, and I just couldn't. I, help I remember at the time it being like the most sophisticated lightsaber combat in a video game up to that point. So it was like, man, this is so cool, and I'm sure by now, like it's like, nah, uh, I've. It's definitely not. 
yeah when i was like maybe 14 i'm like this is sick and now i'm like no that's man. what i mean like when it came out it was like yeah. man lightsabers never felt so good yeah it's got a light attack and a heavy attack and that's that's about it there are two things that i remember from that game one like lego star wars the uh, like lego star wars one um it came out before revenge of the sith mm-hmm. and two if you played as anakin you could get an alternate ending where he won the fight on mustafar Yes, yeah. so uh, that's not part of the that's not it's not canon, Brandon. I'm sure you know that. But if you oh, go so to one sorry. of the if you go to the, one of the bonus missions, you can not only play as Anakin becoming the emperor, emperor, you can play as Yoda beating up some clones. You can play as Grievous getting revenge. You can play as uh, Vader. Obi-Wan and Vader's duel. Yeah, uh, Vader kicking Obi Wan's ass. Uh, that's fun. Also, old man Obi Wan in fights. He he moves like all the young people. So like he's doing sick parkour flips and like uppercuts and like he's dodging moves. And I'm like, you're like 60. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> um, so check that out. That's available on the internet. Those are fun. Links below, of course. Ben. Yes. You know what? Actually, you're gonna go last. Okay. Um, me. Um, I had a few things published on Screen Rant this week. Not much. I I, I was in a, a pretty deep depression this week, so I, I found working to be pretty difficult. Um, but I'm pretty much out of it now. But a couple of things were published. Boy, howdy, if I can remember which. But yes, I remember one. One that I'm actually really happy about was a um, was a list of uh, what Reddit felt were the perfect superhero castings, like one that like really like nailed it. And I wanted to be sure I didn't just like populate it with the ones that everyone talks about. Like obviously this Christopher Reeve and, and Tony Stark, which I did include, but like Wentworth Miller as Captain Cold. And I was like, hell yeah. People I think that's that, great. I saw that in the photo and I'm like, good pool. Yeah, um, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. I wanted to put in there. So there's there's some there are some pulls that people don't often talk about that I was really happy to find and be able to talk about. And that's kind of where I think the list has the most value. Um, and then there is another one that I can't for the life of me remember, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> the the author page is there if you want to check them out. There's tons of lists on there that you can check out um, if you'd like. Um. And then the episode that I recorded with Kaiju Weekly dropped this week. Um, I mentioned, I think it was last week, that I, that I watched Pacific Rim Uprising to be on Kaiju Weekly uh, because I was on for Pacific Rim. So they had me on for Pacific Rim Uprising. I hope they make a third one so I could come on again. <laughs> um, that was very fun to do. I had a great time on their podcast. Uh, it was just Travis. Michael was not there. Um, and we had a we had a, a really what I thought was a really fun discussion about Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, I had a really good time on that show. So check it out if you like. Um, and it will. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, all right, that's all I got because again, no Infinity Saga piece. Uh, sorry about that. But Ben, you put yeah. up a piece. You put up a piece this week. I did. I put up a old school gamer piece that I haven't put up. I haven't been there done some of that for that for a while but yeah it's about um the limited run conundrum or at least i call it the limited run conundrum anyway because if you were to pre-order something from limited run games be prepared to wait for a very long time i got my uh, my doom classics game over there and i bought that in may of last year and i didn't get it until 10 months later wow yeah there's also another thing that happened which i'm going to talk about my week which occurred last week was um, I tried to buy something off their website and I was right there when the clock changed, but their website glitched saying that I had too many copies of a certain game in my cart. I go back and try to fix it. And then they, and then when I finally do fix it, they sell out. And then when I go to Twitter to check, 
apparently that game sold out within 30 seconds of it being time to buy the games. You know, I, I remember saw, I saw you post about that. I felt bad. Yeah. I I remember doing a similar thing for the Pepsi when when Pepsi did the Back to the Future Pepsis. Oh yeah, I remember that. I sold out in like 30 seconds. I had it in my cart and I didn't get it. No, I, I had I did get the second run though. I just I just, I, I did do that. No, that's good cuz I've been trying to get a physical copy of River City Girls for a very long time and they only do them through a limited run. So every sale that where they've had copies, River City Girls is the one that sells out the quickest. Mm-hmm. And this one was a special PAX, um, I don't know, I want to say PAX South variant. It was a special variant cover for a convention. I mean, to be fair, they did say, oh, hey, these are very limited quantities, but they don't tell us how much, like how many do they have. And the fact that they sold out within seconds, I feel that either bots were playing, scalpers were ready to go, or they had like less than 50 copies of the game. Hmm. So I mean, limited it's a bummer because I, I do want what's up limited run games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are times where that whole limited thing I feel comes and bites them in the ass because you have people who do want these games physically and they want to support the the developers and the fact that physical media is a thing. But then once they put the cap on it, it's kind of like, well, then what's what's the point? Well, you know, pandemics happen. And that's true. I mean, yeah, the, I would imagine pandem- that uh, I would imagine that a certain amount of. Uh, money comes into play that they're just not sure that it's going to do the yeah. numbers if they they might lose money instead of yeah. make no, money notably i got a physical copy of the scott pilgrim game through limited run but because i got it with the vinyl the game has been out for a few months now like people have had their copies for a while but i still haven't gotten mine because the vinyl due to covid was having troubles mm-hmm. in production and oh, they would only ship it as a whole package so i didn't get it yet yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know they. I didn't know they did the uh, a physical yeah. of the Scott Pilgrim game. Yes, uh, yeah, I jumped on that hardcore. That's yeah. cool. I mean, there's there are things about limited run that I do criticize quite a bit in this article, but also I think one of the main reason and a lot of reviews will I think will back me up is their lack of communication when things go wrong. Because mm-hmm. between May to no, uh, November, after I bought and pre-ordered my Doom game, I got nothing, no response. Because all it says is like, hey, once the once the pre-order window closes, then we're going to start production on these games. They never tell you when the pre-order window closes. Sure. So when the pre and of course when the pre-order window closes, then it's like okay, four to five months after said window close. But once again, we don't know when the window closed until we go to the website and we see it's gone. Reminds me of Mondo. Reminds me a lot I'm, of Mondo. Are you? Sh- I that just hasn't been my experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've i've seen where they say like this is this is an end date but i i've probably gone there and bought i mean it. i might have not been i mean they probably did put it on there i just wasn't able to see i just didn't catch it so i feel so if, i mean one of my criticisms and maybe one of my air quote solutions to how they can fix this problem is they just be very blatantly obvious and they can like after you have your thing you like say you secure a copy they'll warn you beforehand like look this you're not gonna get this thing in your hands for a good long while are you still prepared to do that and Mm -hmm. those who are willing to wait for it are gonna go through Mm -hmm. i mean that's like the biggest complaint on websites but also there's been tales of really bad customer service and also the website glitching like what happened to me sure but I, I still want limited run to succeed. I still think their mission is a good mission. I just there are things that they have that they're doing that I think could be improved upon. It is it is the kind of thing where like you'd rather have it in the ecosystem than not have it at all. Exactly. Yes. 
even if it's currently flawed. I think that I think that COVID has done a lot of damage because I uh, I, I definitely got things from Limited Run pre COVID that mm-hmm. that there were there were far less like delay and issues kind of thing. Yeah, and there are games that Limited Run does distribute and they don't have a limited number on, i.e., Panzer Paladin and the upcoming Shredder's Revenge. Yes. So luckily, those games. I mean, they're still gonna. They're probably not gonna be like. There's not gonna be a of a lot of them, like like say a mass produced publisher title, mm-hmm. but there's still gonna be enough of them that it's gonna be easier to get those games instead of something like say Shantae or in my case River City Girls. Yeah, yeah. River City Girls is very popular in physical media. Yeah. Well, that article is linked below if you want to get more of that. And uh, Ben, you also did uh, two episodes of Grayson Live dropped this week. That they did. We're still going through Super Mario 3D World. We're having some fun. We're going into some some snowy levels. I'm learning new things that I didn't that I in retrospect I wish I didn't learn, and it's a good time. Definitely check those out. Um, you got you guys also have some spoilers for Multiverse of Madness, and I do want to I do want to I do want to say it's very fun to 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 listen to Ben. Can I say this not mean? Because I don't mean it mean. Okay. I don't mean it to be mean. I swear to God. Sounds mean already. I know. I know. <laughs> what have I done? Choose your words carefully, Brad. What did I say? What did I no, say it's, about it's just, you know, Get when ready we, to tweet about this. When we tell you about something in, from the comics for Multiverse oh. of Madness, and then you re, you kind of half remember what we said and oh, give okay. that to Grayson. Okay. okay. It's kind of fun. Okay. No, that's not mean. I wouldn't say that's mean. Okay. I really tried not to be mean. No, no, that's that, yeah, because there are times because when he's asking me like these really hard questions, I do try to remember what you guys say of and it's like, oh, because you're more alerted in that area than I am. And I'm trying to do my damnedest to like show him's like, no, this is good stuff. You should definitely check this out because I heard it's really good. This happens to me all the time with like other friends who watch the MCU but don't read comics and they'll ask me, like, oh, this character, and I'll be like all right now what did ryan say and i just tried to bullet point the best of my knowledge yeah (laughs) that happened that happened to me when 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 we were at we were at dr strange the multiverse of madness spoilers and charlie's theron shows up and and you go brandon explain clea i was like i've never read clea in a comic before i'm out yeah (laughs) oh yeah the second time i thought thought you'd have a better chance than i would (laughs) yeah like second time you saw it first time i saw it didn't i lean over you go who's that who's charlie's throwing you go it's clea cool i I knew i knew who she was supposed to be but um only in like the the sense of i knew i knew her relationship was strange and i knew that she was the current sorcerer supreme and that was like that was it. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm just all, hey, that's Charlie Theron. What no, but you knew you knew her relation to Dormammu, and I didn't know that. Oh, you're right, because she's the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension prior to being the Sorcerer Supreme of our dimension. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. We should always just have Ryan on speed dial. Hey, Ryan, explain this. <laughs> I've got a common question for you. Yo, that's <laughs> a new. That's an app for you. Right. Calling her. I can't tell you how many times I'm like talking to my nerd to my like non nerd friends and they ask me a question and I'm like trying to remember what Ryan said about a certain something. Stop it. You're going to make me think all this stupid knowledge is actually worth something. <laughs> it is to us. Um, okay. That's all the links below though. So check them out. Check them out. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, we work really hard to do some cool stuff for you guys. There's nothing from the network this week. Um, that will be a lot incoming. So stay tuned. Yep. 
Um, all right, who wants to go first of the week? I will. Oh, oh, never mind, it's Ben. Rochambeau? Fight. No, you go for it. Okay, go yeah, because... All right, thanks, Solstice. Um, Riptide's got the ball. Um, I wish Topic with subtitles. That was really fun. Uh, what's recall? Yeah, so I didn't do a lot. Pretty much the only main thing I did media-wise was play Elden Ring way too late last night. <laughs> As a really close friend of mine, she just re- she just got her master's degree this weekend, so I was celebrating her graduation, getting a master's. Congratulations to you, Blondie. Nice. And I also was up way too late writing my article that's in the description. I was, I think I only streamed Elden Ring once, and that was on fr- and that was on Monday. But other than that, I was just getting to work. I was just. I was just writing or trying to write because there are times I'm like looking at the screens like I know what I want to say but how do I properly say it and as for media I just wa- I rewatched Top Gun because Fanny never seen it she finally saw it we saw Top Gun and then went straight to the movie theater to watch Maverick so I did, I did pretty much the same thing nice uh, and, uh, yeah that was my week in media that was no- it notably Ben uh, did you also watch Obi-Wan Kenobi Oh shit! Yeah, I did do that. Oh, so oh my I just, god! Yeah, I did do that. Yeah, so, I, I did ben, that. I just want you to, without spoilers, just convey some of your feelings about it so far because you were not able to be part of our fake nerds watch episodes right. for these first two. You're right. So I did. Thank you, Sparks. I completely. I was gonna completely forgot. Forget that I watched Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, I did see the first two episodes of Obi Wan, and not spoiling it so far, I cannot wait to see where this goes. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I loved who I saw um mm. there's there's a character it's not like the character everyone's thinking of but there's a character who played by an actor who i'm fond of um mostly the only hand that gives that this person was in the later end of sons of anarchy he mm. played, it was that actor so mm. i was glad to see him playing hit reprising his role who was in episode three and in uh rogue one so um. yeah you know what i'm talking about now so seeing him again and also seeing another certain planet mm. actually mm-hmm. seeing the planet not for a hot second Maybe sure. have maybe is like man, this is and I'm looking forward to it. I was really engaged. What I loved about this about the two episodes is I was engaged with the story that focused on Obi Wan and the story that didn't focus on Obi Wan. I actually cared about what was going on, and the only thing I was bummed out about was that I found out that Flea was in the show. But luckily, I just knew he was in it. I didn't know what kind of role he was, and that's what and that was my cue to get off of Twitter for a few days. Oh, I didn't mind spoiling that one. I definitely spoiled it. I was like, super spoiler, sorry everyone, and it was just Flea. And it I was said, just Flea's name in the end credits. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw Flea, but also, but also it was just like, you know, I'm just going to say it myself because I don't want to get spoiled for Obi-Wan, so I'm just going to... That's interesting. That's really interesting to me that that was the one that, that did it because, like, I, I wasn't spoiled, but, like, because they dropped it so early because everyone at Celebration saw it and they were like, you know what, you all can get it. That's the only um, reason I watched it early because it dropped yeah. at nine o'clock. Yeah, but only, but it wasn't it wasn't flea that I, that it, having watched it, I was like, man, if I had saw if I had seen da 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 and like if someone had told me that, I would have been really upset because that yeah. was a good surprise. Good surprise. Yeah. yeah, very good surprise. So I I really enjoyed these episodes. I was bummed I wasn't able to be on the on the fake nerds watch, but I am so ready for more Obi Wan. You, I am ready. Just seeing Ewan McGregor do his accent for Obi Wan again is like ooh. Wednesday. Yeah. The getting even more trained, Owen. Getting even more Alec Guinnessy. Yeah. Like you train his father, and since I was in the safety of my home, I went emotional damage. <laughs> I will pick up from you, Ben. Um, I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi, so did Ryan, so did Brandon. I'm not gonna talk about it. Probably they won't either, because we did a fake nerds watch episode, and that'll be out soon, so you can hear our thoughts about it there. It's true. Um, 
I went and saw everything everywhere all at once again because it's incredible. And Is that I love it. Everything everywhere all at once again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. I took uh, I took the people I'm living with to go see it. Uh, well, I went with them and we had a great time. Uh, they really enjoyed it. That is uh, that is high contender for movie of the year for me. Hmm. Um, I watched the latest episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Really enjoy it. That show's hitting on all cylinders. For can me. I can I interrupt a moment? Sure. And say that when we did our fake nerds watch, <laughs> you said they're <laughs> like. Where they're like the Gorn in that way. And I'm like, I'll be honest, it really threw me off. Did you know <laughs> that you knew the Gorn now? <laughs> and I've been thinking about that ever since we did the Fickner's Watch. And I do not I do not kid you. There is not a moment since we've done that that I have not thought about. Like, Sparsh just said the Gorn. <laughs> He's a convert now. And just like, it makes me so happy. <laughs> My my hey, trek into trek put out a good show. My my proper trek into trek has clearly begun. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with the show. It's it's really good. You should I, believe I, all the hype. I love it. It just cemented because of episode four. It is now my favorite Star Trek show on the air right now. That's a great episode. Yeah, really great God. episode. Um, yeah, really impressed. Uh, I watched one episode, just one of Prehistoric Planet. And I didn't watch more, not because. I didn't like it or anything. I just, there were other things going on. I did enjoy it. I think it's actually very cool. Uh, the, this is the uh, faux nature documentary about dinosaurs. Um, that's done very well. And I'm really enjoying it. And there's some, it, it's jarring only because they're like the CGI budget can't be fantastic all the time. And I understand, mm. but there are some shots that are so good that I'm like, this feels real. And then there are shots where I'm like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and like, it just, the show sometimes just fluctuates between those two. And I'm like, that's okay. At least there are these shots that are like, good God, that looks good. <laughs> like, I'm very impressed. Um, I am still watching The Bad Batch. I'm inching my way through that, just like I'm inching my way through Craig of the Creek. Both of those things are still on my docket. I very much enjoy The Bad Batch. Probably going to ramp it up now. Um, because I'm over halfway through the season. How many but, episodes? Um, 16. 16, thank you. Okay. I was going to say 12, and I knew it was wrong. Um, yeah, 16. Uh, highly recommend. Like, obviously. Uh, go go check it out. Um, uh, I rewatched Thor. Because I'm starting to get ready for Thor Love and Thunder. And I had hmm. the moment, and I'm like... And I don't just mean I threw it on in the background. I rewatched Thor. I had I had a good time. I'm glad I did it. I was like, oh, it's nice to remember where Thor and Jane started. Yeah. Um, my summer of anime continues. I'm still watching Hunter Hunter. I've consumed probably somewhere around 18 episodes this week of Hunter Hunter. Um, good show. Good show. From the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho. So I'm enjoying it. Ooh, nice. I love uh, this show. And I finished Odd Taxi, which I talked about last week, which is the very Tarantino-esque storytelling, uh, but with animal creatures. And that show has a twist at the end. And the clues are well paced into the show that Michael and I both figured it out before, pretty well before. But um, we weren't confident that's what it was going to be. But we, we had a clue. We had a thought that that's what it was going to end up being. And it's well executed. I didn't feel bad figuring it out. The clues are there for you to kind of lead in that direction um that show's really great 
really really great i personally really loved it i understand i don't think the storytelling of it is for everyone but it really worked for me mm -hmm. um highly recommend 13 episode series really enjoyed it cool nice vibe um and then i watched top gun the original for the first time because i'd never have, seen it hey we've all watched top gun this week right mm -hmm. yes. yeah brandon can you play can you play our main topic theme just real quick and do, do a mini review can we do a mini review of top gun real quick just real quick wait the first top gun yeah, 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 real quick, real quick. Okay, Ready, okay. And we're back, full spoilers for Top Gun. <laughs> for Top Gun, 19, the original. 1986, Sparks, I feel like, take it away, what I, do you think? I feel like we'll definitely be referencing this back in, in our Maverick discussion, but I, I will give you my quick summation here that um, I wrote up, which is... A perfect encapsulation of the time it was made with eternal sunsets and hyper-fetishized masculinity surrounding a visual style that felt jets on screen were inherently cool enough that many shots didn't need more thought put into them. Overall, it's fine. A cultural touchstone that by today's standards has a script I can only regard as satirical parody, yet it's somehow completely sincere. Fascinating. <laughs> I was not crazy about Top Gun, guys. I'll yeah. be honest. I think it's okay at best. Um, I, I really think Tom Cruise's character is gross. Uh, yeah. but that's by 2022 standards. It's obviously 1986 in that film. And I recognize that still gross, still gross, dude. Um, he's kind of the worst, but he's also the coolest. And that's why he succeeds at everything. Um, and walks into a outside room of the, outside of the final dogfight, So many of the jet shots are so poorly edited together that I can't keep track of what's going on, except for the narration. That's trying to tell me what's happening. Sure. And that was like, Okay. Uh, I get it. I understand why it's the touchstone it is. It's nice to know that the... Okay, I don't get how the most famous line from Top Gun is, I feel the need the need for speed, it's, but not... It's uh, not. That's not from Top Gun. I feel the need the need for speed? No, that's from his... Isn't that from his driving movie? Isn't that no, that's in Top Gun. Oh, oh that's in Top okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they say it in Top Gun. Like, everybody yeah. regards that as, like, the most famous quote from Top Gun. I, I, I posit... Okay that the most famous quote from Top Gun is that's classified. If I tell you, I'll have to kill you because that's from Top Gun. And I yeah. didn't know that till I watched this movie. That's and I hear point. that all the time. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good gonna... point. When I was, when I was leaving the theater for one of the movies I'll talk about, um, the, uh, the, a pre-screening of Top Gun Maverick had just gotten out and the people were going, I feel the need, the need for speed. And I'm like, really? See, I even I forgot that was like I guess yeah that's at the beginning of the movie yeah like I even I forgot that like yeah it's not as I mean, iconic I guess I would like. feel, I would feel like the line would be talk to me goose but that's what so I that think only, that's that what I that think. only happens at the end so I kind of understand why that doesn't get like yeah. iconic status but yes that is one of the yeah, one of the it, ones they only say I feel the need the need for speed once mm -hmm. I mean I all of this is weird I yeah. talked to a, a, a friend of mine today whose like family is in the navy and she recently rewatched top gun this week and she was saying that she was super pissed about the dog tag moment because a you're not supposed to take both and b that he throws them into the ocean rather than give them to the wife or the son mm -hmm. she was like that's two super big no-nos um as far as like navy protocol i'm like mm, i get that sure I, I do think uh our culture uh doesn't know that you're not supposed to take both which is because yeah. it happens in all because it happens movies. all the time. I think it like particularly stood out to her because it was Navy stuff, and she's like, yeah. "That's a no," and I know it. <laughs> but even the even but like throwing the dog tags, I even was just like, "Shouldn't she give that to Meg Ryan?" 
Yeah. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. He he um, lost his best friend. I thought it was sad. Yeah, I get it. It wasn't until I think I saw like the first half, the first hour of Saving Private Ryan that I realized what the dog tags were actually for. Mm-hmm. You know that scene. You know that scene where they're they're coming in and they're dropping the dog tags in the um in the butt in like the helmet, or even there's a few memorials for, a few Vietnam memorials where it's the dog tags of all the soldiers who fell in Vietnam. They're hanging. It's like mm-hmm. that's for identification in case someone doesn't come back home, mm-hmm. or if like you're so scarred, they still know. Just, just to keep on this on this review of Top Gun, though, um, if you don't mind, Sparks, may I, may I take it? I see. Um, I, don't I also to, I don't need to like beat it down or anything. I was just like, it's all right. I also really liked. I also uh, sorry, we watched it. Um, I haven't seen it uh, maybe about fifteen years, maybe Same. even more. Um, so I decided to rewatch it for the for the new one. Um, I actually really liked it. I think it's a really good time. Um, I, I had a, I had a fun time with it. Um, but I do agree with the dog fight. What you said because, and if I I believe i remember reading that the movie was kind of saved in the edit so it's really choppy and it's editing because it's trying to create a narrative out of what essentially was there was none yeah and i uh, i'm not sure how true that is but that's what i read for sure uh, but yeah i i honestly don't have much more to say than i i i honestly really really dug it it's a it's a fun it's a fun I, movie i grew up loving the film i watched it so much as a kid i mean i i only watched it for the the you know, for the jet scenes, for the for the dogfights, and for Top Gun and everything, and now watching it again as an adult, listening, actually reading the subtitles, hearing what they're saying, what the lines are, there are parts of the movie where I do agree there are parts where it's gross, where Pete Mitchell is kind of a dick, but then there are times it's like he's fighting against the ghost of his dad, who people say that he went down to Vietnam and because he messed up, mm-hmm. and then you, and even when um, after Goose spoilers after Goose dies and he does he doesn't. He doesn't Sorry. take the shot when they're and then when Jester's like, "Come on, kid, take the shot," they're just and they're just telling him, "Like, get over, it, get over." It. It's like he just lost his friend and his friend died. I'm then 2022 standards. It's like, yo, we understand. We can give you the help you need. No, but even even then, like one of, one of the things I do like about the movie is that even then, they're like, "Take your time." You know, mm-hmm. we'll understand. We understand. You just lost your. You just lost lost your co-pilot. Right. Um, but there is a there is a point. Is Ben? He was. Ben he was, was okay. Because <laughs> I just saw him. It was very funny. Um, so like I, I I do really appreciate that they did that. But he does have a he does have a time limit essentially on it because he he does decide to get back in the saddle. I really like the supporting cast. The um, the admiral with the mustache. I forget the actor's name. Um, but I like okay. him and. Tom Scarra, thank you. I like him in most everything I've seen him in, and I really like his character in this one specifically. I thought he was a, a very good character. Yeah, uh, I... Okay, am I, back? am I back? You're back. Yes. You're, you're a little fuzzy, yeah. but you're back. Yeah. Uh, I oh, like this great. movie so much more than I thought I was going to. Um, yeah, like, I, I I agree, Sparks. I think the jet scenes are fine. Like, I, I probably like them more than you, because, like, especially at the time, doing what they did is still, like... Trying to make trying to make like real jets look cool and make sense of it, like yeah, like whether it was saved in the edit or not, like it's not the best you've ever seen. We certainly watched the movie today or recently. That's like Top Gun Maverick's insane, guys. Like it, it would be <laughs> real shots, right? Um, mm-hmm. The thing I really connected with was the characters, and I and it felt like I was watching like a sports anime. It's incredibly cheesy, mm-hmm. um, and like it's very eighties. Like it is definitely a thing of its time. But like I connected with Goose so hard. I like oh, that yeah. that guy is so charismatic, and like. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think the movie would be the same without that actor. Like, like I think his name's Anthony oh, Edwards. Like Tom oh, Cruise no. in this, this is pre-Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. He's fine in the movie, I think. He's like my least favorite part of the movie. He's totally just a dude being a dude. He's one hundred percent my least favorite part of that movie. Yeah, yeah and like sure. he's he's fine, but like he's just he's the main character. But like you got like Iceman, and I love I love Val Kilmer being like super like he he doesn't make mistakes. He's cold and calculated. He's Iceman. Like I love that like anime aesthetic that they're doing, and it is like super like <coughs> like homoerotic at points, and like the volleyball scene is hilarious. But like it is um it's so I, earnest. I, it's very earnest. I, oh yeah, like it it is very earnest. Um, it's it's. I can I can also admit that there's an amount of like, you know, this is the movie. This is this more than I think anything. Now that I've seen it, is the movie that Team America is making fun of, and oh, sure. um, and I can really get that. And it's there's an amount of like, the hyper masculinized uh, American patriotism that I'm just like, boy, I don't vibe with that, <laughs> um, homie. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. And that and yeah. that 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 colors my perspective of it for sure because that movie is geared for that and it's just that's not me. No um no movie has has increased uh uh enrollment in the military more than Top Gun. You're right. Yeah. That's that, true. That's entire true. generation of people loved love jets because of that. They're like, oh it's not it's not all that y'all. Strickland has, Strickland is the is the is the He's the yeah, he's he's the guy in this. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it but it does actually the future. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Why why I said like the the hyper fetishized masculinity is because like it's it's both masculinity that should that that like by the the idea of the zeitgeist at the time would appeal to females, but it's also appealing to males in the sense of like this is the man that you want to be. This is the man's man. But it's but but it it does color it with like almost loving that man as a man, yeah. uh, in a way that it won't be direct about. Um, that's definitely there. Yeah. I will say one thing that I do wish non-spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. I wish there was a little more homoeroticism, if I'm being honest. <laughs> sure. Not, like, it was very much very like, oh, it's kind of a, it's like, it's not leaning in, in any of that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of wish it did a little bit more. I uh, do too. I do too. It's okay, though. That's no big deal. Uh, okay. All Top right. Gun review done. over. Back to um, our regular discussion of what we're doing. I have one other thing from the week that I will say, which is uh, the other thing I did is my summer of games started and it started because of Ryan, because he got me in and I'm sure we're going to tag team this discussion, Ryan, the multiverses alpha. Yeah. Test. That's what took up a lot of my week too. Took up a lot of my time. Um, yeah. Uh, happily, happily took up my time guys. This is, this is going to be fun. This is a treat. You guys don't even know yet. I'm so excited. This is a blast. They got voice actors back in. Every voice actor who's back in has at least touched these characters once. If not the only person who's touched them, like Macy Williams is back playing Arya Stark. Um, you got Matthew Lillard in a Shaggy, Kevin Conroy in as Batman. Like, And they're having a great time. They are not just like throwaways like they say something at the beginning. They're having dialogue through the fights and they're having dialogue that inter- interacts with each other. Like we have Garnet from Steven Universe giving Superman crap like it is here it is all here bugs is crazy bugs just gives everybody shit the the thing that is uh the thing that is the most i think impressive about the game besides the gameplay being great like the game has got to be good right but like the presentation and the every character basically knows the history of every every other character so when bugs bunny kills Arya stark he says yeah remember the north now (laughs) Like, like, yeah, you talk about Garnet. Garnet is talking to Superman, talking about, like, 
like the kryptonite levels and blah 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 like like the radioactivity and like it's really fun really crazy stuff um certainly the most fun i've had playing a, a, a fighting game in a long time uh mm-hmm. the gameplay is smash it is it is straight up smash but not just smash um it's the most it might be the most unique fighting game i've ever played too for real in terms of character abilities um they're just it's like it's it's so impressive it's so fun every care tom and jerry is ice climbers but they are in their own episode of tom and jerry so tom is trying to kill jerry that is that is the attack him hitting jerry with a tennis racket is the attack but you have to hit an opponent to hit it like it's like you're watching an episode of tom and jerry in the midst of a fight um that's cool it's insane it's really it's really good stuff so what i'm hearing what I'm hearing is uh, this will finally be the debut of Fake Nerd Fight Night. Maybe. It's it, it, it certainly, I don't know if it'll be the debut, but like, you know, it's going to be a game on the docket for sure. Like, the fact that this is going to be a free to play game is so smart and they're going to get everybody to to want to buy the skins and the the different characters because the other thing is that like they're acknowledging what their different skins are, their variations. Like, it makes them talk differently. It, it um, in some cases, it's even a different character. Jake can be cake with the different voice actor playing cake oh. and uh shaggy. matthew lillard uh sorry shaggy can also be uncle shagworthy his uncle his rich uncle which totally changes not only how he talks but how characters talk to him not just some reskin so the sh- is ultra instinct shaggy really in the oh game? yeah oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's his that's default. main shaggy that's what he that's does like his regular like special attack is he gets powered up to deliver one super attack yeah good i'm glad uh warner brothers warner brothers really loved leaning into that meme because it's at the beginning <laughs> of all their animated films now yeah yeah uh it, yeah. it works too um the thing that makes it so unique and fun is like it does it's its main mode is 2v2 which isn't something that's that's utilized very often in fighting games uh right. it's usually one-on-one or 3v3 uh but the 2v2 thing is so fun because all the characters the whole point of the game is cooperative fighting and all the characters have either debuffs or like or like a, a shield attacks or something to deflect or help characters like um garnet garnet has a has like a little thing she could put down and if you hit the same button she will teleport back to the little thing she puts down or your teammate can grab it so if you're in trouble you can teleport to garnet to get saved same thing works for Rain Dog. Rain Dog will uh, will put a tether on you, and if you're about to fall off the map, you hit a button and it tethers you to Rain Dog, so you get saved. There's so yeah, many like cool. you can get frozen in the game, and then Garnet has an ability where she sings, and it will destroy the the debuff that you have. So there's mm-hmm. so much cooperative play between every character. It's like it really is like from zero to a hundred of like my excitement for this game because like you think oh they're making trying to make a Smash Brothers clone with with Arya Stark that sounds ridiculous. She she is like Kirby. She can steal the faces off of, of her enemies and she takes their power. So like you're fighting Shaggy, you become Shaggy, use an ultra instinct attack to kill him. It's bananas. It's bonkers. This sounds like everything Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl wishes it could be. Right, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, not to throw shade at Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. They did try to do something different with their characters and it's a Smash clone. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Was the different thing not talking? It's not talking. It's also a big it's the the main one of the main things is a lack of voice acting but also the game is just kind of i heard the game was just kind of bland it was yeah, just sure. it's it's not like it's so in smash bros you can change the rules you have different styles of fights you can like change the items there's so many different things you could do with it customized in smash bros ultimate whereas in nickelodeon in all-star brawl it's just x amount of players in an arena no hazards that's it 
they yeah like i haven't i've only watched gameplay of that i haven't played it but it looks totally like a fine game like the presentation certainly isn't there like the characters don't talk which is like baffling to me like that's yeah. the reason you play those games to hear those characters say silly things like dude like if you level up enough you get the voice pack for the character you play so i got to level 15 with finn so everything the announcer said was now finn and it was great so every time you go into the, in the character of finn. slam a cow and i'm like I, I i know what that means um real quickly i just acknowledge the chat because hey, mag chat. says mag says hello hey uh, mag hello sir um Good to see you as always. And then Marty, Adonis Edic. Wow, this game, this game sounds awesome. It yeah, is. it does. It is. Oh, you'll you'll love it. Every Marty. every moment that they can find a way to sneak in a reference or an Easter egg or have an ability that does something, there are deep cuts to their uh, origins, their IPs. Um, Steven can create watermelon Stevens if you know how to do the right combo. Um, wow. Like, there's all kinds of great stuff in this, and this is just the beginning. Like, this is just an alpha test. There's so many more characters on the horizon. There are leaks about what kind of characters we're getting. Brandon, Godzilla. Um, and that's the leak. Uh, so, I, it seems like it's going to be a really good time. It's like, it's the most, like, from the start, this is the most, like, like uh, hyped I've been about something. Like, when Fortnite came out, I didn't have shit about Fortnite whatsoever. Like, mm -hmm. this is the most I've cared about, like, something from the ground level. And like wanting to see it grow because like man it, in a year i can't even imagine how many this characters, is how many levels like warner brothers is responsible for any player one and for space jam a new legacy and those things like just shoveling the ip into your eyes and this is doing much the same thing with just like cramming all the ip together but this is the thing that it was made for this is the kind of thing where it's great because mm -hmm. they are doing it with love and dedication to every single character that they're putting in the looney tune characters feel like the looney tune characters talk like the looney tune characters do their moves like the looney tune characters no character even though you're doing the same moves mm -hmm feels the same as another they yeah. all feel unique they all feel true to their origins it's so good one of and... velma's like power attacks is calling the police <laughs> she straight up, no she straight up calls a police car and if you get the police car gets to you you get locked in it and it just drives and falls off the stage and kills you <laughs> it's incredible i mean the more i hear about multiverse because i've seen a few tiktoks i've seen ryan's gameplay footage when he posted on twitter and every time i watch this i'm like this looks awesome yeah, I mean, multiverses does. I I will not lie. I I was about to brush multiverses to the side when I first heard about it. Especially we all after, yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, this is exactly what Smash Bros. was like. If you really look at the first, the very first, the N64 Smash Bros. That opening cinematic is Master Hand taking a toy out of the toy box and you're playing mm -hmm. with all your toys. This is your brothers finally unlocking the toy <laughs> chest and playing with all their toys and having fun with it. Right, and it feels great. And it looks great. Yeah. And that's just, that's just awesome. It just, and, it, you're, and this is an alpha test. Like it's gonna get better. Oh yeah. Did you, so you said Godzilla is a potential, uh, he's, uh, he's on the player. list for leak characters. So are characters like Samurai Jack, Johnny Bravo, Ooh, Powerpuff Samurai Girls. Uh, I could um, imagine Samurai Jack. I, I want to say that because like, um, Godzilla will get me to play a lot of things. Fall Guys recently had a, um, uh, like we're doing a Ghidorah skin, and I'm like, ooh, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, man, Godzilla, Godzilla gets that money. Godzilla could be uh, like a Bowser type of character too. But I, but I was just, but when I looked at, I was like, I don't, but then I have to play Fall Guys again, and I don't know if I want to do that right now. 
Um, but we didn't talk about it in the news a couple, I think a couple weeks ago. Knockout City's getting Among Us. Oh, right. I, yeah. I, I haven't looked into it a lot. Season season six of Knockout City is going to include Among Us. Yeah, every so, other yeah. battle royale game has it, so I guess it's got yeah, you gotta I, join it. Just I wonder how I wonder how that's gonna work. I think they already did it, but no, who knows? Um, speaking speaking of um, games like Multiverses and Fortnite, I saw the I don't know if it's in our news or not, but I saw the announcement that Pac-Man skins are coming to Fortnite, and you know what, your boy is spending some V bucks on come June second. <laughs> now, is it? Can you be the? Can you be the like the? Is it like Pac-Man inspired, or can you be Pac-Man? I don't know. They, they haven't said. They haven't said. They just said Pac-Man cross Fortnite June second. More will will be announced. So I'm like, oh, I got some V bucks saved. I'm gonna be dropping that those V bucks. Then it's not in our news. Waka waka. That's fine. <laughs> but you talked about it here. Anyway, guys, you got you got time to look forward to multiverses. If you would like to, go to the website, sign up for the beta. The beta yeah, there's still coming. An open beta next month. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll all sound, play together. You make it sound very interesting, so I do want to check. It out. I I you you know how low on it we were. Yeah. We have changed. <laughs> It has changed us. We were we were playing until like we were playing until the servers were shut off, trying to eke out one more level to get the thing that like says, "Hey, you played the alpha, you made it high enough level on the alpha," and we didn't. We unfortunately didn't make it. That's fine. No, but it was still just a great time. Oh yeah, yeah, Marty, Ryan? do it. I'd love to play with you. Ryan, do you want to go next? Uh, Sparks I'm done. I am. I wanted that multiverses was me handing it off to Ryan because I knew we were going to tag team that. Beautiful. So that was a lot of my week playing multiverses as well. Um, I played Revenge of the Sith on the PlayStation 2. That's <laughs> that was <laughs> that was all right. Thank you for that, guys. I love it. That was okay. That was a good time. Um, I started rewatching Evangelion with the roommates because uh, you know, we got 14, uh, 15 weeks until that big boy, that big boy. Uh, so that's been good. You know, I got an Ava tattoo. You know how I feel about Ava. It's it's okay, I guess. Uh, watch Top Gun. Man, I did. Oh, uh, I finished watching season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, mm. I really liked the finale a lot. I thought it was pretty good. And then I watched the first episode of season three. I thought it was pretty good. And I like it a lot. Um, I'm probably going to take a break from it because I've started other things and other things are approaching. And I don't want to get bogged down by just another show if I can do a clean, hard break at season three, basically. Uh, but good stuff. Uh, Ash, spoilers for season three, Ash has an illegitimate daughter that he didn't know about. Uh, she's spunky. Could you believe it? Um, Batman, the Telltale series, finished that. That's great. Um, I watched the entire first season of Adventure Time. Oh um, yeah, yeah, hell yeah! Because I'm main Jake in multiverses, Finn. and he has a lot of dumb shit. And I'm like, I only you know mean, what half of this means. You main Finn. <laughs> Who? I, did I say Jake? You said Jake. You main Finn. I main Finn, and Jake is like my, my number seven or whatever. Um, <laughs> hey guys, Adventure Time's really great. Like I watched the first three seasons of that show when it was coming out, uh, and then it stopped for for whatever reason. And then they made seven more seasons of that show. So uh, instead of just starting randomly not remembering any of the previous stuff. Like I forgot that Marceline starts as a bad guy and she steals the house. Like I forgot all that shit. Um, yeah. and, then, and then like season two, like they start to be friends. Cause I, I watched episode one of season two before, right before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're jamming. She's talking about how her dad steals fries. Um, oh just yeah. The most, Daddy. The most wholesome show maybe ever made. Like just so imaginative. Every episode is like a treat. Every episode could be someone's favorite episode. And I believe them. There's not a yeah. bad episode that I've seen so far. Uh, the thing that struck me interesting, uh, no kid show says the word murder and killing. Most kid shows are like, you must be destroyed or I will annihilate you. Mm-hmm. They're just like, Oh my God, I'm going to, I have to kill this guy. And I'm like, man, kid shows just don't do that. And like, 
what I forgot is like Adventure Times just leans into how like adult things can be without like dumbing it down for kids, but not also like treating it like it's like Daredevil. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. hey, people die. You have to fight people sometimes. Sometimes you get hurt. And like, that's just life. And I'm like, thank you for telling me, uh, talking tree man. Or, it doesn't talk know. down. It doesn't talk down to kids. Not at all. Like, it's just yeah. very like, like Finch is like, man, man, I'm just really depressed. And it was like, man, no, like, again, this is 10 years ago. And like, now that's the standard. Like, man. luckily the Cartoon Network is a boom of that now. It goes to some places. Oh, and I'll and I'll get and I'll, I'm sure I'll get there tomorrow because those I, those episodes are ten minutes long. So I finished the whole season in like one day, and I'm like, wow, those are so I, short. I am so excited for you to be on this journey. Yes, I'm excited to get back on it. Uh, I've been wanting to do it, and then this multiverses gave me an excuse because man, oh. Finn gives the best high fives. Man, I'm just murdering fools with that game. <laughs> um, I high five of death. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, bing bong, bing bong, bing. Yep. Uh, love it. Multiverses. I, I, I was sad that I couldn't play more of it because, like, I was like, I'm Same. bored. What do I want to do? Oh, I can't. I even loaded it up to see maybe it's on. It wasn't. <laughs> um, before I start my week, Mag says, um, I watched three movie goals this week: Top Gun, Maverick, Bob's Burgers movie, and Willow. I have not seen Bob's Burgers movie yet, and I have not seen Willow yet. It came out this week. Yeah. I'm a Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, not Willow, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see. Probably, hopefully, see it this week. We'll see. Okay, my turn. Ooh, real quick, sorry. Is Bob's Burgers only in theaters? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and then most likely it goes to Hulu. Okay, let's see. I read a little bit of the Mighty Thor. I did not read a lot. Um, right, uh, I went through the Civil War of Asgard uh, because Thor is like. Jane Foster, the mighty Thor is like, Odin, you're being a dick and just starts wailing on him. And they just like fight throughout the cosmos. It's awesome. Um, and then all the while Malekith is like, I'm going to, I'm going to commit war on Alfheim. Uh, you guys can't stop me. I think it's a, I think it's time to pull a war of the realms or something. Yeah. No, he's like time to start the war of the realms. <laughs> um, and then obviously Dario Agger's like, yay, I can now take oil from Alfheim. It's, some really good stuff. I really like it. Every issue is just bam, bam, consistent, good shit. Nice. Um, obviously, this is all things Ryan knows because he read the whole thing. I, um, I just read comics. That's what I do, baby. <laughs> um, that's a good comic. Jason Aaron, I'm, that's like a 10. It's not many people get to write comic for 10 years, but also get to write like an almost impeccable 10 year run. That's yeah. like, yeah. Um, so this is the volume I'm on. I'm on volume three. This is just collecting Mighty Thor, so I've not done the spin-offs uh, post Secret Wars yet, but I'm about halfway, if you guys can see oh. my bookmark. Um, which you probably can't. Um, yeah. There's a yeah, it's really great. There's a thing where they're just like, let's talk about some old some old Viking dude that Loki turned into a monster in the past. Um good stuff. Love it. Oh, um King of Jotunheim, Laufey. There's a whole plot where they had to bring Luffy back from the dead, and Loki's just like, "Hey, Dad, can I be can I be your kid?" <laughs> then I so after that I watched, I'll uh, do yeah, I'll, Top Gun, um, Assembled, the newest Assembled episode came out and was Moon Knight. Oh, um, that was really great. I really some of the some of the Assembled ones that I really like the most are the ones that like talk about how they like you know, problem solved and figured out how to, how to do some things and develop the story and things like that. There's a lot of like, we really wanted to showcase 
uh, Egyptian culture. They even mention how like the pyramids are actually really close to Cairo and just everybody doesn't know that. Um, which I thought was kind of fun. There's talk, there's a lot about like changing the way the suit worked and we see a lot of stuff, a lot of close up to the suit and there's all sorts of hieroglyphic patterns along it that you just don't see in the, on the show. It looks great. Uh, notably Ryan and I only noticed that when the Fortnite skin came out and we saw it on there, we were like, Whoa, what? Yeah. That's so funny. I bought the Fortnite skin. I'm like, wait, he's got hieroglyphics on his legs. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about how like we made this, we made the tennis shoe look like a mummy wrap because like, what else would we do? <laughs> no man, they could sell those shoes. I bet and they they could. They also talked about how they made the uh, oops, um, how they made the uh, the the three piece suit that Mister Knight wears, um, and they so they we really get close in on like the buttons which have like conshu on them, and then how the uh, how, how the pattern looks. It's really really good. Nice. Um. The the biggest problem though is it's pretty clear they didn't really care about his Jewish origins. Um, they really just focus on the Egyptian mythology bit and doing some sort of uh, Indiana Jones esque uh, horror movie um, set in the Marvel universe, which is fine. Like it's good. Like I think they did a good job with the Jewish things, but Jewish things it's awful <laughs> um, with his Jewish heritage. Um, but ultimately, I think the documentary is very good and well worth a watch if you like that show. Nice. Beautiful. I will. Um, I watched an episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, episode four. Talked about it just a bit. Um, the, because I haven't talked about it with Cookie yet. But uh, we, this is the episode that um, basically brings in the Gorn, but in a way that doesn't break canon, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's some, um, you guys like submarine movies where like it's a super tense thing where they're trying to escape the other submarine en- enemy? It's that. Um, it's a, it's an incredibly tense episode that is very well plotted with some great with some great stakes in there. Um, and Christopher Pike just Anson Mount just being the best version of Christopher Pike you've ever seen. Um, it's a great episode. It's the best episode of the series so far, and it is, it is now because of it my favorite of the new Star Trek shows. Woo! It has it has usurped lower decks. Lower Decks is very good too. Mm-hmm. All right, um, stay tuned for my Figner's Watch with Cookie uh, coming soon about that. Uh, for more, I watched The Bad Batch. I started watching The Bad Batch just today. We there's a show out, you guys. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Obi Wan Kenobi. It's true. Um, I said many times on that episode. One of my my favorite era of Star Wars is the time between three and four, and I realized. There's a show out right now that I haven't seen that's set in that time. Maybe I should give that a go. Yes. Uh, it's great. It's really great. I watched the first three episodes. The first episode is an hour and a half, so technically watch more than that. Um, but it's it's not. It's gonna sound weird. It's not about the Bad Batch. I mean, it is, but like it's mostly about the galaxy and the, and and where they fit in the galaxy and how the how the galaxy is switching from the republic to the empire um because like palpatine just said hey we're an empire now what does that look like what happens after what that? does that mean and, this and so that, like immediately the second episode gets into the fact that the currency changes yeah which is not something i ever thought star wars would ever do it's just right, like because it hey, has to re- change it has to change to from republic credits to imperial credits yeah and they and they do that and they're like oh this is a actually a trick because 
you're getting assigned an ID number when you do this. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And that and that makes it so that the empire can track wherever you go. Right. Um, it's some it's good stuff. Like in the second episode, they're just like clone battalions should be leaving these planets, not setting up bases. What's going on? Because mm-hmm. um, uh, Saul Guerrero's in the first episode. Really good show. I really like it. I'm sad I haven't I have I haven't seen this uh, seen this yet. I'm hopefully going to finish season one by the time season two comes out. I'm sure you will. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff to get through, but I think I can do it. Um, also, really just nice to see the Clone Wars animation again. For sure. It, the first episode opens like a Clone Wars episode. Like they do, the Republic is under attack. You know, that sort of that, I was Aww. like, great. We're watching. A, I'm watching an episode of, of the Clone Wars real quick. Um, yeah, OK. I'm only two episodes in, so more to come. I uh, watch. No, I, I'll do this. I played Lego Star Wars uh the skywalker saga i played the first three the prequel trilogy um and i did a little bit of galactic free play they have a mode called galactic free play where you can just roam around the galaxy doing like just various things and you don't have to worry about triggering a story mm-hmm. which i think is a really good way to do that um i think the prequel trilogy is really well adapted for basically the third time doing it um I, I'm a little, I'm a little bummed for a very selfish reason. I want to be clear about that. It's a stupid reason. They do not make a level out of the opening act of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, no, that bums me out. So you can't play, you can't do the ship, the ship mission to rescue, and that's a bummer. Sure. Because I think the, I think the ship levels and the lightsaber combat are awesome. Um, the dogfight and the, uh, there's a Jango Fett dogfight that you have to do in an asteroid field. I think that's really cool. So I was like, oh man, that Revenge of the Sith battle must be really cool. And then it's just a cutscene. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even know it had like shit battles. So the fact that it yeah. has shit battles and doesn't have a Revenge of the Sith is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can spend time in space in a ship just doing some miscellaneous stuff. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um they did the they did the attack run in Phantom Menace, uh, where you play as Anakin. They did the Jenga Fett one. So I was like really bummed. They're like, oh what, we're not doing episode three? Is there oh you haven't gotten to New too much budget to have all those trench. ships around is there what for a new hope i was saying like a uh, death star trench run i'm guessing that has to be i'm sure i haven't gotten that to, to that to one be. yet yeah um that's my next level that i'm gonna play it's a very fun game the lightsaber combat is very fun it's what some of the best i've 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 played i think probably the best might be fallen order at this point um but certainly for a lego game like it's it's really well done the the duels are really just well well done just really cool and really fun to play uh just to stop you for a moment brandon i'm gonna step away for a quick moment and i'll be right back okay i'll miss you <laughs> um yeah good stuff then i watched then i'll do i watched the bad guys this is the new dreamworks animated film um man those trailers are garbage because <laughs> that movie is awesome oh good i'm glad um, I kind of I saw that the that the Rotten Tomato score was very high for a movie that I thought it looked like. It's like an eighty percent. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I, I it did go on my radar because of that. Um, it's very solid. It's a good heist movie. The characters are are great and likable and fun to watch, and the dialogue is very smart, very 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 quick. Um, there's twists in it. The animation is beautiful on display in that film. Um, the, the well, streamers needs to fire their marketing team because, like, they whiffed that. <laughs> they whiffed that hard. I'm glad they finally they put a good one out. Oh, wow, movies recently 
like ones off the top of my head, Free Guy, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, both of them had like really bad trailers that made me. Oh, I like the Chippendale trailers. Oh yeah, I like the Chippendale trailer too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of got oh, this. Probably is not gonna get that good. And then here we go with with um. Then they turn out to be amazing films. Now I won't say it's amazing. Um, it is. It is a very good movie. I would even say maybe great. Um, it, it it was a lot of fun. Um, Sam Rockwell. Check out our review last week. Right, Sam Rockwell is awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, if you get the chance, check it out. Probably, Ren Ryan's case, wait for streaming. Yeah, I'm not gonna go see it in the video. Yeah, um, yeah, I I'm really jazzed about that movie. I was glad I was glad too because I was I thought I was gonna like it, but it's good stuff. All right, then I guess the last thing I have to talk about is I watched the entirety of Prehistoric Planet. Wow. Um, this is, it was a five episode event that aired wow. Monday through Friday. Um, wow. And each each episode dealt with a um, different economy. So like it was like forests and desert and ice plains and river and like coasts and you mean fresh ecosystem? water. What? You mean ecosystem? Environment is the same thing as ecosystem. Yeah. You said economy. Yeah, you said economy. Did I say economy? Yeah. They got the cash money, those dinosaurs. I'm that's like, very wait. wrong i was like you mean like ecosystem like yeah you said economy i i thought i said environment so <laughs> that's very funny um anyway yes yeah, so i i did i did mean economy <laughs> kidding um uh <laughs> what's the word you see the prehistoric people traded they switched to imperial credits the imperial credits of course um there were a lot of times when i was watching that documentary where i just said wow like it's it's gorgeous the the cg when it's great it's great it is it is it is like watching a real animal um and and then and then i highly recommend that you watch like the um the behind the scenes they did like a behind the science it's like five minutes to talk about like a specific thing like the first episode has a t-rex swimming and it's like how do we know a t-rex can swim well it's because their bones were actually very hollow and they and their and their feet and then they talk about like all the evidence that they found that T-Rexes went across large bodies of water um, where they like scraping the bottom of rocks. It's, 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 it's really cool to watch like how they did. Like, here's why we think that they had this. a lot of things were because of sex. According to whoever paleontologists they did, there's a lot of mating. There's a lot of dinosaur sex in this guys. I'm good. So if you want dinosaur sex, mating is a big part of nature. It is. Um, there's also some really cool stuff where they're talking about like this T-Rex wants to woo this T-Rex. So it like gets up, it like gets up like this and, and it starts like vibrating its throat. Like a, like a, uh, it makes like a crocodile noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited then, to like, watch more of it. There's like a Carnotaurus with <laughs> little baby hands that just fly like, around. Um, yeah. I, there's a lot, a lot of moments where I just kind of was just like, just wow. Just blown away by what I was seeing on screen. Um, that's, that's that then. That should be it. Shall we? Thingy? What's it called? Bread and butter? Bread and butter. Good one, Mag. (laughs) Ben, you're up for the... In the words of George Takei, oh my. I'm assuming it's for the dinosaur sex. Oh yeah, it's definitely for that. (laughs) <laughs> this is a T-Rex going. This is a T-Rex, a T-Rex moving towards another, and the the opening of "Take My Breath Away" starts playing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, this one, there's one bit where like there's a there's a pteranodon just walking around, and it's just like and he just like gets behind the other pteranodon. I'm like, oh, we're just doing this. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. We're just gonna go move from dinosaur sex to Ray Liotta real quick. He would appreciate that, I'm sure. Um, Ray Liotta passed away this week at the age of 67. Yeah. One of the greatest gangsters who ever lived. Wonderful actor. Uh, all my life, all I wanted to do was be a gangster. Uh, Goodfellas, probably the greatest gangster movie ever made. Um, if you play video games, you will know him as the lead character in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, as Tommy. Uh, that's where I knew him from growing up, and then I got more into gangster films. Um, yeah, Ray Liotta's a good actor. Good, good voice actor. Cool. Apparently, really a big stud, too, after <laughs> being on Twitter a lot. He's apparently a big stud, big, cool guy. Yeah, uh, incredible roles in so many things. Goodfellas, obviously, Field of Dreams. Um, oh yeah, Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah lo- love him. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. There's never a good time to talk about this ever. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. talk about one of my favorite Ray Liotta moments that makes me love a movie that's not really worth loving. It's called Wild Hogs, mm. <laughs> oh. and Ray Liotta is the villain in it. Yes, he is. But the thing is, if you sit through the credits, there's this bit where he and his bike guys own a bar and they get like the move that trailer improvement to their bar and it does the personal moments with a bunch of them and the one with Ray Liotta is just him desperately trying to talk while crying and he's (laughs) so funny I think about that moment from Ray Liotta all the time it's one of my favorite bits that he's ever done from that movie uh truly incredible what what an actor if you have just watch the end credits bit with ray liotta from wild hogs if you haven't seen it it's it's truly miraculous i love it um i said this on twitter about him my favorite thing about ray liotta is that he could be playing the exact same kind of role on paper but he never played the same character twice he always Mm -hmm. found a way to make them distinct and different Mm -hmm. even though he'd be he he could easily have been someone you would say was typecast after goodfellas and I think you could make that argument. I just saw him not too long ago when I said I watched Date Night. He's one of the the big crime bosses in Date Night. Oh, yeah. And he's still just not the same as he is in a different movie. He always finds a way to bring something different to the table. And I that was of, what was so wonderful about him. I think of Michael Sarah's, my at least my favorite movie, Michael Sarah's Youth and Revolt, where it's like one of the only times he doesn't just play a Michael Sarah character. And Ray Liotta plays like his like stepdad. And he's just like a normal guy. But I'm like, oh, man, like he's gonna yeah the, it's you don't think about these things until they're gone unfortunately you know it's about yeah yeah i had no idea ray Liotta was in wild hogs and i loved he's that movie cool. yeah he's a lot back in the day the wild yeah Hogs. he's the main he's the main bad guy um, Dude, i even and... went i even went to madrid new mexico the same the day the same day my dad and i were riding through route 66 in new mexico we drove by the sign that said madrid that way and we're like well shit we gotta go yeah. I mean, we drove right past the diner and everything. Him and uh, him and Kevin Durand, uh, the two main bad guys in that movie. I love them. Kevin Durand, uh, everybody knows him as the blob from Wolverine Origins. He was the villain in Swamp Thing. Uh, he's in a ton of small bit roles where he's a fantastic villain. Really love that guy. Uh, they're both fantastic. And he's this he's this bald headed weirdo in Wild Hogs. Like, yeah. truly, they are the things that I go to that movie for. No, them and William part- H. Macy. 
even the part you were talking about is from the extreme makeover house edition yes. when they move it and he's like look at the parking lot that's real leather it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah and it, it cuts to, i i can't even begin to impersonate what ray leota does but he basically just does this thing where he's like like just trying to get the word out of appreciation and he can't and they have to hard cut on him and he's all teary-eyed he's so good uh it's truly a shame to lose him yeah. even even you know 67's up there but like too soon um yeah. i think he still had so much more to give mm-hmm. yeah all right let's move on then yeah sony this is gonna be some quick stuff before we get into the big stuff Sony is developing, we knew about the God of War show, but they've just announced that they're also doing a Horizon show and a Gran Turismo show. Makes sense. They're they're trying to enter that market hard and heavy because apparently Last of Us is looking good shape. They're like, oh, we can do more of this. Okay. Um, Gran Turismo, you can do whatever you want. You can just make any racing show with its own story. Uh, Horizon, mm-hmm. that's some... That's a high budget show, baby. That's that's, that's not the post apocalypse. That's a post post apocalypse in like ten thousand years. That's, so they that's got to be an expensive show. That's gonna be they gotta be dropping some money robot, on that horizon. Robot animals, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have the most faith in Sony for video game adaptations. I have to say. I mean, after Uncharted, neither do I. Uh, uh, I just want to slightly correct something. I'm pretty sure Gran Turismo is a film. Oh, oh, and and that they're circling Neil Blomkamp to direct it. Weird. Oh my god, I did hear about that. I completely blanked that out. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, Neil Blomkamp to District Nine. Oh, okay. And that's all. That that's only District Nine. Don't think about anything else he's made. Just District Nine. <laughs> yeah. Has it taken um, Elysium? Because I saw that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. All these projects, we'll see. I'm still worried about God of War, honestly. The, the bar for video game adaptations has been raised. So uh, we'll once see. Last of Us hits, and Last of Us is going to be as good as it is with the creative team it has. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm. This is a different market than than what Uncharted is. It's uh, more, it's more me just being like, I hope Sony steps up to the plate. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have Last of Us right now to be like, yeah, I, I have faith that they'll do this. Um, yeah. But I always hope for something good especially from something like that i love like god of war mm-hmm. so yeah god of war definitely feels the most like oh boy you gotta get that right yeah um speed you never want sorry you never want just just to watch something and be like well it's just another bad one yeah or it's just another fine one yeah like you, you want it you want to watch one and be like there you did it yeah take notes halo speed racer <laughs> I, th- I thought that movie. Speed Racer. J.J. Abrams is developing a Speed Racer live action show for Apple. Hmm, okay. All right. I mean, I th- when I think I think of like uh, what is J.J. Abrams known for? What is it? The the uh, lens flares. Lens flares. That works perfectly for a Speed Racer. Uh, sure. I, yeah. If you cool. if you've got the flare of the Wachowskis, which you don't. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. I was gonna be like, if this is a continuation, but I know it's not. Um, no. But like honestly, like like there are worse producers that I'd want attached to to Speed Racer specific. Like if you're doing something new with Speed Racer, JJ's not the worst choice for it. Like so, like I mean, I don't know. I don't care honestly, about Speed Racer enough to like. So like I'm ready for a new Speed Racer, sure. That's okay. the, the other thing is like end of the day, does it really mean shit that JJ Abrams is the producer? That's a good point. We don't, we how don't much? Know. How much is it? No, but that's what I mean. Is like he's a producer on a ton of things that like to varying amounts of actual involvement. Like I don't know. 
Yeah. It, it could just be from his company, like Michael Bay's. Like Michael yeah. Bay's a producer on Dune because Platinum Dooms helped produce it, but Michael Bay didn't have any say in that movie. I, I personally only like the Speed Racer movie. And I've watched other things of Speed Racer. And I don't really care for it. So, like, I, I'm not coming into this with any real desire for it outside of I mm-hmm. like that movie. Yeah, I mean, I I have an interest in really if you want, yeah, if you want to do an adaptation of Speed Racer, I'm I'm down. You know, JJ Abel wants to do it. Like, I don't like I'm down. I really like that movie, and I kind of like Sparks. Like, I'm I'm not too much into anything else, but I can see how a adaptation, either serious or not, because you can really at this point go either way. Um, you can make it the self-serious one, or you can make it a goofy one. I'm I'm down to check it out. Hell yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, Blue Beetle. Supposedly, the call sheet has Jason Sudeikis cast as Ted Cord. Man, they're really the the Paul Ruddification of characters is happening, isn't it? Not that oh, the... thing, but man, they're just doing Paul Rudd for Blue Beetle, aren't they? <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, I think he's a good choice, honestly, though. Yeah, um, no, for real. He's definitely just going to be more funny than I think than Ted Cord generally is, at least as far mm-hmm. as the Ted Cord I know. Um, but it's also, I'm thinking of Ted Cord from like the 80s and shit, so. Yeah, Ted Cord is the straight man to Booster Gold, so. Yeah. Uh, which, Sudeikis can be a straight man. He's done it before. It's true. Um, so you could do something like that. I'm, I, did you guys see the set photos with like the suit? Yeah. Looks very good. It's a good. Looks like very good. Looks like a costume, all right. Hell yeah. Um, apparently Adonis Edek, Ben, if you want to, uh, great says, choice. Ted... sorry, no, no. All right. He says, great choice. Ted Cord is hilarious. LOL. Yeah. Um, Marty, I believe just read the, uh, uh, Dan Jurgens, the newest Dan Jurgens eight issue blue beetle booster gold comic. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I bet he's. Probably Marty's, Marty's been reading a lot of Booster Gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. And then finally, before we get into some of the big stuff, is Fast X has cast Rita Moreno, who was recently in West Side Story and won an Oscar for the first West Side Story. Um, she is going to be Dom's grandmother in Fast X. Damn. Really not going to be the end of the franchise until we meet every member of his extended family. It's crazy that it took 10 movies to meet his grandma, though. I'm just saying. It's all about family. It's all about family, except for the grandmother who stipped me. Is it going to be like, is it going to be like his brother? You've Jacob, still like, never met his mom. She's the ultimate villain. Maybe she died in, maybe she died in childbirth. She's going to be, one? No, she's, she's the ultimate villain and she hates family. She's against family. The answer is John Cena. Yeah, she hates family. Yeah. That's why family is so important to them because she betrayed family. Exactly. Wait, is John Cena older than, is John Cena younger than Mia? Mia? Oh, good point. Mm. I thought they were. I thought he was the middle child. He might be. I don't remember. Because he's driving when she's a kid. That's true. Yeah, she's yeah. He's, she's probably the last one. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's all the kind of like quick stuff that that happened because a major convention happened. It's all Star Wars all day, baby. Right over there, literally from me. Right over there. Way over there from me. Um. So I uh, so I got some some of the cool stuff. I think. Uh, this was most of it, honestly. It was a good celebration. It felt yeah. like lots of good stuff, yeah. I yeah. forgot that Star Wars Celebration was in Anaheim this year. And I got, like, I realized on Friday. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, do they have single day tickets? I could probably. 
and pop, then like, pop over. My they did, but my better mind took over. If I'm like, yeah, but I don't feel like getting COVID, so I'm gonna stay at home. <laughs> right. It's so, cool that it's right here, but mm. so Star Wars Celebration did happen. So let's go through some of the cool stuff. Um, Star Wars Yoda is a comic book. I'm sorry, small. Star Wars Yoda is a new comic book, ten issue limited series. It's going to comprise of three arcs by three creative teams, each set during a different period in Yoda's life. Kevin Scott and Nico Leon will do the first one, and that's set in the High Republic era. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Jody Hauser and Luke Ross will do the second one, which is set uh, during the prequel trilogy, or no, sorry, just before, real quickly, just before episode one. Um, and then uh, Mark Guggenheim and Alessandro Morocco will do the store the third arc, the, which will be set during the Clone Wars. Okay, cool. I think that's kind of cool. It's cool to get you know, uh, an ongoing. I doubt we'll get any. They do say like um, we're gonna unexplored aspects of the Jedi Master's story history and shed new light on the mystery that has surrounded the iconic character since his debut. I don't think you're doing a lot of that. Yeah, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I don't think this comic's going to be the one to be like, and then Yoda's from Bling Blong. Yeah. yeah. And if they do, it'll never be addressed in the movies. Nope. Yes. Um, all right. But that's cool. Good for Yoda. Yeah, good for Yoda. Star Wars The High Republic is going to be relaunched with a new number one because The High Republic Phase 2 is happening. Right. Ooh, cool. Which okay. is actually a prequel to Phase 1. Um, They're going back. They're going back to the future. More back in time. I think the I think the idea is because they want to see how Al- Acolyte wraps up because you don't want to contradict that yet. So you just go backwards. Sure, sure. Because Acolyte's supposed to be like the end of the High Republic, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the, the showrunner was like, yeah, we want to see how the Jedi went from the High Republic to episode one. How did they get so blinded? So... Okay, so anyway, so the High Republic will be relaunched. Kevin Scott and Ario Anandito, are, who are the creative team currently, will continue to be the creative team. Beautiful. And it's going to return uh, viewers, uh, readers, to Jeddah during the High Republic. I know. I've been. I've heard of that place before. If you remember, remember the Rogue One planet. Before it got blown up. <gasps> now, did the planet didn't get blown up. Just Jeddah did. Jeddah got, Jeddah City got blown up. Yes. Jedi got wrecked. I mean, if you look at the rest of the planet of what happened, because they only turned out one generator, it's like half a continent, probably more, got wrecked. So I wouldn't live there. I would live at the crater. Yeah, well, hell yeah, why not? Is that Star probably, Wars Chernobyl? Probably it's Star- cheap, baby. Rent. cheap rent. Good cheap rent, exactly. Yeah. Um, then the other Star Wars comic that's coming out will be Star Wars The High Republic, The Blade. Charles Soule will be writing this one with Marco Castiello. This is going to be a four-issue miniseries, which will reveal the history of Porter Engel, who was a cook on a Jedi outpost during the High Republic's first phase. It's apparently a character they've met. Um, But 150 years earlier, which is when the phase two set, he's known as the Blade of Bardot. Oh, hell yeah. He was the John Wick, and then he retired to be a cook. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I'll read that. That's cool. Okay. Still Star Wars. Star Wars Visions. It's all Star Wars, baby. Star Wars Visions. Do we like Star Wars Visions? I certainly did. Yeah. I watched two episodes. I yeah. haven't watched all of it yet still. I also haven't watched all of it, but all I have seen, I was really excited for it. Well, get ready because Volume 2 was officially announced today, coming in 2023. 
Woo. Oh, all right cool i'm really stoked i was really hoping we get a volume two um there will apparently be some continuations from volume one so some people will will do the next story and whatever whatever short they did in the first i'm hoping for a studio trigger one um and it's going to not just be japanese animation this time it'll be animation from around the world oh okay so it's going to be a, a celebration of of animation a star wars celebration if you will yeah Ooh. Synergy, I think that's right? very cool. Yeah. Speaking of the High Republic, should have put this before. Um, there's a new show coming called Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. This is going to be set during the High Republic era and follows younglings as they study the ways of the Jedi. Um, this is going to Disney Plus and it and Disney Junior in the spring of 2023. Okay. Oh, that's a kids show. Kids yeah, show. So it's a kids show. Yeah, and um, it's during the High Republic, so Anakin can't get near those young ones, <laughs> right? Um, honestly, really cool that they're willing to do these things in the High Republic. Not just not just books and 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 comics, but like shows. Sure. Um, Star Wars Skeleton Crew is coming from John Watts, the director of Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. Um, John Watts, Christopher Ford, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni are producing this. Um, it's going to be coming out next year in 2023. This show is going to be about ki- uh, kid characters that are lost. Um, we'll follow a group of 10-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost and must try to find their way home. Yes. Um, the only actor who's been cast so far is Jude Law, but not as one of the kids. Obviously. Oh, surprising. Um, I mean, he could be. Uh, so the uh, they said... It stars kids, but it's not a kids show. So get yeah. ready for that. So it's going to be like a, probably like like a PG thirteen like kids horror thing, which sounds fun. Like kind of like Doc, maybe like Doctor Strange level. Um, they said they're going for like the Amblin ET kind of vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like Poltergeist level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah, like kids stranded in mm. space. That seems fun. Yeah, they specifically said it's it's as much a kids show as Clone Wars was. So this is definitely why John Watts had to bail out on Fantastic Four. Oh sure, he was because it's like uh, fantastic. Well, we saw, well, we saw the Kathleen Kennedy interview where she's like, "You can't just step into Star Wars for a year. You're here for three, four, even five. It's a commitment." Mm-hmm. Did you see what the, she was talking about the Lando series at Celebration? And she's like, "When he's ready, we'll do it. He's busy, mm-hmm. but we're, we're gonna do it. But he's just got to come to us." Good, bring bring him and Einarik back. Do it. Yeah, uh, and by him I mean Glover, Donald Glover. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Uh, not for you guys, but for the, the audience. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that also cool. going to take. That's also going to take place um, after Return of the Jedi around the same era of Mandalorian and Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, honestly, anything to like flesh out how we got from one end to the other, I'm happy with. Yeah. Speaking of Mandalorian, there was some news about the Mandalorian season three. I may or may not have watched the leaks trailer. <laughs> Um, looks pretty cool. Did you want uh, to so the okay. thing uh, about? I don't like. I spec speculated that they might take Bo-Katan in a more villainous direction, or maybe not mm-hmm. villainous, but more zeal- zealoty, like super religious way. Yeah, um, more zealot. Zealot. Yeah. Um, she might be what ha- she might be responsible for what happened to Mandalore. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think she saw Mandalore going in the way she didn't want it to go. That's why, because she's looking pretty menacing in that in, on that throne. Well, or whatever. Doesn't she? 
in the in the trailer, it sounds like she blames Din's cult for what happened to Mandalore. Sure, sure. Um, I I, I just I still I have a feeling she was she's more involved in than than we think. I'm sure she feels guilty because somehow the the dark went from her to Gideon. Yeah. Um, so I I think I I don't necessarily think that she that she was like hey Empire destroy Mandalore, which is what I think would happen to the Armorers people. But I I do think that that she probably feels, uh, and it could possibly be her fault, um, because of what of whatever duel led to Gideon getting the dark saber. I think it's a situation over like uh, it's like she didn't cause it, but she didn't. She, she might she might have known the Empire was coming and didn't stop it, so mm-hmm. those those other people could get taken out. That's what I'm feeling. And right. then she will feel guilt, guilty about it later, maybe. Um, but oh, it's that little that little that little fuzzy trailer looked good. I'm excited. Um, but some other things were revealed. Obviously, it's been renewed for a season four. That was not what. Are Don't you worry rocking? about it. <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> cats, man. Um, it's been renewed for a season four, which we, which I'm sure we all assumed. Um. For season three, Bryce Dallas Howard is going to uh, direct another episode. Yay. Of course. Give her um, a show at this point. And we also know that it's coming in, 2000, in 2003. So next year. 2023. 2023. What so year is it? The third season, not the fourth season. The third season is, is in 2023. Um, but I left the best news for last because, guys, Babu Frick is going to be in season three. Hey, hey! Hey. <laughs> love that little guy fuck that movie love that the, little guy yeah one of the only good things out of rise of skywalker <laughs> sure hey babu frick hey! <laughs> when, he's in the, when he's in the starfighter with um with what's her face yeah good <laughs> good right. for the voice actor uh good for moaning myrtle yes everywhere um yeah that that's outside of what was said in the trailer which let's I had not really some big reveals, but like that's all the news we got from Mandalorian. We'll probably get a trailer a little closer to its release. Oh, and um, Giancarlo Esposito is definitely back. Yes. They confirmed that as well. Yeah. Um, there's a bit in the trailer where they were like, um, where we see um, Carl Weathers come out. And he's in like a palace, like a really nice palace. And we're like, what happened to your planet, my man? Um, okay. Star Wars Ahsoka. We like that. We like Ahsoka. I do like Ahsoka. It's been filming for a couple of weeks. They showed a trailer at Star Celebration that they did not release to us. Um, and they've revealed exclusively that Harrison Dula, the captain of the Ghost, uh, re- rebellious general, has been, will, will at least appear in the show on the Bridge of the Ghost with Ahsoka. That's what we saw in the trailer. We've not, we do not know who she's being played by yet. Um, she's, Natasha... definitely been, she's definitely been cast because the tra- she's in the trailer. I yes. just don't think they're ready to reveal it, which is fun. Yeah, I wonder. I probably isn't the original voice actress because I don't know what she looks like. But like, um, I wonder who has them. Re- who has them Boy, being like? We don't want to say. How shitty who this would is. that be? How shitty would that be if they put the voice actor for Hera back in, but Ashley Eckstein still can't come back? That's why it's, yeah. it's just going to be an actor. It's just going to be. Yeah, an I'm just. I'm just wondering, like, who is that actor that's gotten them being like, we want to? No, for sure. Yeah. Um, Natasha Lou Bordizo has been cast as Sabine Wren. Good. Um, so Sabine is a character from Rebels. I'm, I'm pretty sure that this confirms that whatever animated show Dave Filoni was working on before The Mandalorian 
it became this. Did any of you guys watch any of the talk with Dave Filoni about any of this stuff? Mm-mm. No. Okay, this is a sequel to Rebels. This is a hundred percent. I mean, clearly, really? with all the announcements that came out, it is clearly a no, sequel. Yeah. To the Rebels. trailer. I wasn't, had the, had I wasn't the saying that. I wasn't saying that. I was saying that there was an animated show that was going to be a sequel to Rebels. That after oh, the Mandalorian, yeah. Dave Filoni decided to make it a live action show, and that's what we're getting now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I was saying. Who who were just like even heard this news, and I'm like, oh, well, that's. I don't know why people are so mad that it's a Rebel sequel. I think it's fantastic. Uh, all those characters are going to come to live action eventually. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, man, I saw only, only mad on Ashley Eckstein's behalf. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I need um, to make yeah, a Rebels back up again, actually, because I do remember in our text thread you guys were talking. He's like, Ben, can Ben finish Rebels? And uh, I started. I started Rebels. I started so, it a long time ago. Well, that you're gonna have to restart it because that doesn't help me at all. Yeah. Um, okay, so I. I I forgot the most important cast member, our favorite little psychotic droid chopper. Mm-hmm. He came out on stage and everything. It was, it was finally, finally cool. appearing in live action again after Rogue One. Yep. Blink and you miss it. And the ghost second in live action because of Rogue One. Yeah. Blink and you miss it. Oh, this, this is chopper, right? No, no, that has eyes. It has eyes and real teeth. No, what is that? Never mind. Okay. So it's, it's the droid that's painted at, um, uh, what should we call it? Smuggler's run. That's not Chopper. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Chopper is Chopper looks closely like what R two D two looked like in the original Ralph McQuarrie paintings. More like a trash uh... can. Yeah. Um, voiced by Dave Filoni. I just Chopper. Filoni teased Thrawn. He's like, you guys want to know where Thrawn is? And I'm like, well, okay, thanks for like I, that, I yes I do yes sir I do <laughs> and like he was saying he's. He's been working with Ahsoka on Ahsoka for 18 years, and he's been waiting 18 years to film scenes that he finally got to do in live action with this show. Yeah. And that just makes me more excited than anything, because Dave Filoni obviously created the character, loves the character. Like This Ahsoka feels like like the show he's been waiting to make his whole life. Because he sure. got to do it with Rebels, but like, uh, and again, it's no, it's no disrespect to animation, but some people just don't count animation as something that's real for Star Wars. I don't know why. So him getting to do the live action, this is the world that I built on my own in Star Wars coming to live action is like, I'm more excited for that guy because that dude seems to be having such a good time. He's so happy. Like for sure, I love it. I yeah. um, obviously I saw the the the, the photo because I tweet I retweeted it, but there's a photo that they have recreated the very end of Rebels where Ahsoka approaches Sabine uh, in live action with the mural and all. Um, that was very cool to see. Um, because like it, we've talked about it in, in our Obi-Wan thing, this is, this is them being like, you should watch those animated shows. It's real. It counts. Screw, screw you guys. You need to go watch these. Um, which is why I said to Ben, honestly, like I personally, Ben, I'm sure you could watch it. I don't want you to watch it without watching rebels. No, no, um, I, I want to watch rebels now. Like I want to watch rebels just so I can get that extra oomph. And I remember when I was was watching Rebels, I was really enjoying it. I was having a good time with Rebels, and I'm like, I know it's just gonna get better down the line. So I I do need to get back into it. I am, here. I am very happy um, that the show is the one is is essentially what I wanted when I heard about an Ahsoka show. I wanted Search for Thrawn, Search for Ezra, Sabine, Hera, Chopper. I wanted I wanted that Rebels sequel. Yeah, oh, do you think we Zeb. do you think we get Zeb back? 
I think we do. I have a feeling because he's a big alien creature, he'll either be killed off and we'll get like a flashback or he'll only be in the show for a little bit. That's my I think I think it's far more likely he's just going to show up for a little bit. Yeah. Zeb's the one that's voiced by Steve Bloom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or or they're going to say that they lost him in the fight with the Empire already. Yeah, sure. Um, Or he went to his planet. True. He went home. Uh, The actress, the actor playing Sabine said that she's been cast for over a year. That's crazy. So, like, this has been in the works for so long, but the pandemic screwed some stuff up and scheduling stuff. Um, yeah. It's really cool. Like, it's an exciting time. Like, honestly, I'm like, very... Ahsoka Fine, I'm more excited that this is a Rebel sequel. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm very excited to follow up on the story. I'm very excited that it's all happening here in live action and everything. I think that's great. Uh, I was also happy to see that there were a lot of people who were like yeah still kind of kind of bummer for ashley Eckstein though guys like this is this is the thing that we talked about a while ago is that like when rosario dawson came in and took on the role uh that it was like okay but i hope that the follow-up that is focused on ahsoka with the rebel storyline still goes to her in some way because that's when we were still thinking of it as as an animation show it's clearly Mm -hmm. not going to that's rough that is just a bummer um Especially with uh, Rosario Dawson being, you know, like largely driven by fan casting more than anything, which she herself uh, thanked Boss Logic for at that <laughs> celebration. Um, I, it's it's nothing like like personal against Austin. I, I I just think that's tough. It's just tough. But I'm wanna, still excited for the story. Yeah. I wanna I wanna bounce off. I really hope that this Ahsoka feels more in line with the Xtin Ahsoka because I have struggled with Ahsoka and. Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett, because I don't feel like Rosario Dawson is like being is like being Ahsoka. I feel like it's just Rosario Dawson and cosplay, um, good cosplay. I don't want that. Does that's not supposed to sound like an insult? Um, sure. But no, but, I, I get you. Like like I I still see her. I don't see Ahsoka. Yeah, and I want that to be different in this show. And I have a feeling that because Filoni is 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 very involved in this one from the from the get, like he would be protective enough to make sure that 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 um rosario dawson feels like ahsoka Mm. that is that is another factor of it that that does get to me is that she hasn't felt completely in line with ahsoka yeah uh in in performance but it sounds like we might not be hearing the last of ashley Eckstein after all nope new because star wars tales of the jedi is a new animated series um, that's going to be a bunch of 15 to 20 minute shorts in the Clone Wars style. Um, and Filoni is developing this. Just a little, little bit about it real quickly. Um, it's going to be... So the first three episodes, by the way, all of them set during the prequel era. So around, before, in, all prequel era stuff. Um, the first three episodes... Not the first three episodes. Three episodes will explore various points in Ahsoka's life. Uh, with the first one being her as a baby and then the second one being her during the clone wars and then after episode three um for for those three um the concept looks really really fun um Aiden versio the actress who plays Aiden versio janina uh Gavankar, mm-hmm. is going to voice uh ahsoka's mom in in the first one oh, that's nice giving her more stuff to do that's cool yeah and then the only other episode that we know about, only a couple episodes, is uh, there's going to be a one focus on pre-turning to the dark side Count Dooku. Uh, so Jedi Count Dooku and his Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn. Ooh, okay. Qui-Gon will be voiced by two actors, Liam Neeson and his son Michael Neeson, which I'm very oh. happy about. 
That's I'm, so cool. I'm definitely sure this will be the first time we're seeing him again. Definitely the first time. Definitely good, good synergy happening now, I bet. <laughs> um, this is not the first time that that he's uh, Filoni himself brought, brought Liam Neeson back from uh, for Qui-Gon in one of the episodes of Clone Wars. Um, so, you know, hey, happy, happy this will be the next time we see him. Yeah, definitely. Maybe. Um, Qui-Gon will be voiced, but yeah, I already said that. There's also another episode uh, that features Count Dooku, which apparently will have a, a duel with Yaddle. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, okay, all right. <laughs> okay, I see where we're going now, all right. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that. Not yeah. taking it seriously, I see where Star Wars. No, okay, all right. All right. It's, Yaddle is on the council. Yes, she is in the council. For a for movie? A half a, for a half a scene. Maybe this duel is why she's not in it in the second one. Damn, Yaddle went bad. Yaddle went killed. <laughs> yeah, <God>. Count Dooku, <laughs> that's how Count Dooku turned to the dark side. He killed Yaddle. <laughs> Could be. Dooku, do this, you kid. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't talk like that in, in Lego Star Wars uh, Rise of Sky, uh, Skywalker Saga. And I was like, are you kidding me? Well, it is, it is one of the long-wondered questions is, does Yoda talk like that because he's Yoda? Or does Yoda talk like that because his species talks like that? We don't have an answer. It's got to be the species. It has to be. <laughs> I can't accept anything else. We, I know, seriously. Like, well, we, we may have to have to accept that it's not it's just <laughs> him. Yoda's just a goofball. But then what happens when Grogu starts talking? Grogu will talk like Mandalorian. He'll be voiced by Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Oh my god, he has like a deep gravelly voice, yeah. <laughs> the way um, this is. <laughs> I'm really excited for this show. I think this is really cool to to do this prequel stuff. Um, obviously, I love Qui-Gon, so doing that story of like Qui-Gon and Count Dooku prior to Dooku turning, awesome. And I like the idea of him fighting Gaddle quite a bit. I, ex- I expect we'll see even more of people circulating back around. We got Hayden Christensen and Newman McGregor like both saying... I want to do more Star Wars. Um, mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're appearing in places Matt, as well. This is confirmed. The Tales of the Jedi will be Matt Lanter. As, yeah, as I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it'll necessarily be here. I'm just saying like I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing some of them all come back around. A lot yeah. of people want to get back in so, on their Star Wars. So I watched the, the interview, like the 11 minute long interview between Ewan McGregor and Hank Christensen when they came out for Celebration. And it was just so heartfelt to see all the fans cheering for Hayden Christensen. And you hear that one guy yell, we missed you. Yeah. I yeah. was like, man, that's so, and then of course, then when he goes, this is where the fun begins to end the interview. Even the, the guy doing the interview was like, he freaked out. I would freaked out too. I'm um, like, man, this man, he's been through so much. And I'm just glad we were welcoming him back with wide open arms. Like we missed you, buddy. Yeah. This is, um, I think that, that we'll probably hear, um, Maybe Samuel L. Jackson will want to come back to do because he did the Clone Wars movie. He does, he does want to come back. Um, he did the Clone Wars movie and then they cast him for the show. But like now he could do a show. Um, yeah. uh, what was I going to say about something? Oh, the cast list does not officially list Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, but you got to imagine that the Ahsoka episodes will star her. Yeah. Right. I mean, if they don't, and there's a riot on our hands. It would be. It would just be weird to to just be like Rosario. Now you now you do the voice. Yeah. Um, and then finally, kind of the final bit of news on that one that I have is that Kevin 
Kevin Kiner, who was the composer for Rebels and Clone Wars, will return to do the uh, uh, score for this one. Yeah, okay. very excited. I think this is a cool animation idea. Now, yeah, now make make the animation show about after Return of the Jedi with the main trio, you cowards. <laughs> That's what I want. Do it. You I coward. feel like I feel like we I feel like we were gonna get that. And then, and then they all sw- everything switched to, to to live action, and now you can't do that without deep faking Luke now. Then the rug got pulled from under us, and we if just keep seeing creepy keep, yeah, Luke. If they keep broadening their horizons with the animation shows, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get there. I, I'm sure. I hope so. Um, okay, the rest of the Star Wars news is in our trailers, so let's head on over to the trailer. Let's do it. Sounds like a Nick Jr. ad. <laughs> um, Nick, 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 that's Nickelodeon, not Nick Jr. I was going to add the Jr. at the end. Chill out. Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 trailer. Looks I cool. It, I haven't seen I The Bad Batch. Yeah. I don't have no context. They're Bad Batch in it still. There's it, the lady it, from the first episode, I remember. Looks like they're going trying to go against the Empire and help other people instead of... Well, yeah, they're 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 defective clones. Order 66 didn't happen. They're ostracized by the Empire from the get. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Because I mean, they I... well first the so the empire wants to sorry Sparks if if I may um, sure. um they are ostracized from the empire because first off Tarkin hates clones and wants to get rid of them for uh, for enlisted men and Order sixty six didn't work on them because their genetic alterations affected how their chip would work mm-hmm. so when all the other clones turned they just couldn't um and so like they are not welcome in the imperial army because of that and they're they don't want to be so yeah they're on the run okay because they don't they're able to look at what's happening and say well why did everybody suddenly turn on the jedi because they have full cognitive memory of like we just worked with the jedi they were great so what's up yeah um uh, yeah he says curious if the wookie jedi is the same padawan in the clone wars it is everyone's saying it is yeah yeah, people, this is a very, as someone who doesn't remember that character, it was a very glup shadow moment of like, oh my god, Gungi's back. And I'm like, hell yeah, Gungi, or whatever. Um, he's, in the, he's in the episode uh, where David Tennant takes everyone to um, Elon, the whatever, what it, Ilum? Ilum. Um, to make their lightsabers. To make their lightsabers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah, uh, Gung- Gungi was very like a, uh, uh, it reminded me of when Boba Fett was happening, everybody was talking about, oh, I wonder if the Rancor is, um, I forget the name, but like uh, the, they, they were wondering if it was like the specific name. And I'm like, who the f, f- are we talking about? <laughs> and then I watched an episode of The Bad Batch and I'm like, oh, they thought it was this Rancor. It isn't. <laughs> but like, that's what they were thinking. <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah. yeah. It's a head nap sock when you need them. Did you watch that episode yet, Brandon? No. Oh, okay, I won't say anymore. That's okay. No, um. Well, yeah, I'm excited for the show. I'm watching it, so obviously. Uh, ben, Ken's here. He's at Star Wars Celebration. That's where he is when you need him. <laughs> can you can you pop over and grab him for real quick? Well, let me find out. Okay. Um, Commander Cody is also confirmed to return to the end of the series. Yeah. Cody. giving uh d bradley baker yet another character to 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 voice in a in a show that stars him and rex is back <laughs> and rex is back rex is back because they're gonna team up with rex mm-hmm. uh, for that. 
at Star Celebration on, on stage, D. Bradley Baker had a script of, of a scene where he's all the characters, mm-hmm. and he just went through all the characters through the script, just like, like, yeah, this is how I do it in the studio, too. I just switched between characters in between takes, and I'm like, you're an insane man. You're insane. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, real cool. so it stinks to TikTok, but I know that D. Bradley Baker is also the voice of Perry the Platypus, and I didn't believe yeah. it for the longest time. And then I saw him do it. I'm like, God damn, you really are a Perry the Platypus. He's also he's also Murph in Star Trek Prodigy, which doesn't say anything to you, but it, he's just very good at being characters that don't talk. They just make weird noises. Just like Alan Tudyk. Good noise man. Um, and he's all of the clones. He 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 got Tamar Morrison's job. Yeah. Unless it's uh, in live action, in which case that still belongs to Morrison. Yes. God, um, oh god. Okay, that's gonna have to be something I need to talk to you guys after the show. Sure. Okay. Yes. Something from, um, from Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we no, know. We know. We got you. We picked up what you were putting down. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um. Uh, probably. All right. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I was hoping Who's we would in get the some. Tank? Who is in the tank? I think it's a clone of Cal. That's what I've seen of others saying. I I can get that read. I don't know how else it would be anybody relevant. Part what if, me? what if it's the, what if it's the, the night sister and she's damaged, and so it's not a, it's not a man in the thing, it's a girl, but she doesn't have blonde hair. Yeah, it yeah, she does. It, she has white. She has like white, white blonde hair. It didn't look like her though. Yeah, we, I, I didn't see the face. It didn't. It didn't look like it had her markings. Sure. I mean, I was gonna say maybe it was the what was her name? The boss, the final boss. The one who's hunting Cal the whole time. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot, forgot the name. It's the Inquisitor. Yeah, 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 she was Inquisitor, but I'm like, mm, it's probably not her because Vader obviously Dude, like goes more, more, more to the point. Like, I'm excited about the announcement about more Jedi Fallen Order. I, I want it. I'm stoked. This is a five year time jump. Is that what they yeah. said? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to play it. I didn't love this trailer only because I'm like. They definitely made me feel like I should have known who was in the tube, and I'm like, I don't know I think clearly who it is. It's I think it's a mystery. Like it's there. I think it's purposely just like it's supposed to draw mystery, but like it's it's not. It's just a random person, so like it's hard to be like what, hard to care about that. It's exactly. a G trailer. It's just an announcement trailer. Like we. See it's weird because other things have done this. Other things have done this mystery, but they've done it in a way where you're just like, oh, this is a mystery, not like who's that supposed to be? Yeah, because like. Because we're we're kind of conditioned by this trailer, I guess it does. I'm not saying like that's what that's what they meant that, that they meant to do, but that's kind of what it comes off like. It feels like it's a character that we should have met from the first game at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, we don't. I don't, I don't know. Which is why I th- which is why I think it might be the Night Sister. So maybe maybe I mean once it's just a teaser trailer. It's there. No gameplay was shown. It's just like hey, this is this is what's coming up. This is what we're working on. So the Utapau. Uh, Powen, uh, uh, senator. No, he's oh. not the Grand Inquisitor. He's a senator. Oh, he's a big fat guy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But he is from Utapau. He is the same species as the Grand Inquisitor. I thought that he's was the, the Grand Inquisitor. He's the guy cause... from Dune. He's the Emperor. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big and big and gross. Uh, pull up Grayson's comment then. He said, "So excited for a clone of Luke." I hope not. Yeah, I, hope I not. Like I, I, I really don't think so. I would say this is like like they're gonna like find some way to like tie it into Snoke stuff, but this is super early for that, so I doubt it's that. Yeah. Do you suppose it's possible it could be a young Palpatine? Yeah. Yeah, like we're seeing like the clone of Palpatine like start to 
like he's starting to try cloning himself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. looking at I'm looking at it right now because I pulled it up on my other screen. Um yeah, like the the face the face almost makes me think it's Cal, but the hair is throwing me. Well, because it's, it's not like a Final, exactly Final Fantasy character. No, no, no. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, like, uh, it, the the hair makes it hard to tell because you're just like getting the eyes. Mm -hmm. But like, I could see where it could be Cal. Yeah. And then he's got like um, it looks like the the Utapauan lines on his shoulder. Oh. Hmm. Like um, the same way that a... their heads look, it looks like he's got that on his shoulder. And he's got um. Uh, in this trailer, it looks like there's been like a bad crash, like we're 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 meeting our characters in danger. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, the, I'm excited uh, though. It's coming out uh, exclusively on next gen on current mm -hmm. consoles, so mm -hmm. it's gonna look good, feel good. Uh, he looks the same. Like he got a. It's five years. It's five years in the future, but he also got like a model revamp. He looks exactly just like his actor now. Right. Like mm -hmm. so when he appears in live action, which. Uh, will happen sometime in the future in the next yeah. couple of years i'm sure um yeah. he he doesn't have to like oh is that him no it's that's just him that's just oh, yeah, cameron that's, that's whatever his name is i i think cameron monahan um i feel i feel like that would have that was the case with all of the games because remember the, the lady i just mentioned played Adversio. that's her yeah mm -hmm. that's not a, that's not a model that's that's just her and it felt like they were doing that because they wanted they wanted the option that these characters could make the jump for oh sure. yeah and now that he's older and he's closer to his actual age, uh, it's like now it's just now it's just that guy. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm really excited to see that the game, that the game is happening and it's next year. Hell yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. So far. Next Star Wars so Dark Souls. Star Wars Andor, actually, Ben. Ooh. Andor what? <laughs> you can't match me like that, man. I just did a thing. You can't bounce off another thing from me. That's what we're here to do. You can't bing and bong at the same time. Talk about Star Wars Andor. Andor All right. I hate you. Uh, this was a great trailer. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, they confirmed 12 episodes, mm -hmm. season one, season two. Um, and it's going to take us all the way up to Rogue One. I'm pumped. This looks like this is doing the stuff I want to do in Star Wars. It's... Uh, especially at this time period. It seems like you are having some flashbacks to when the clones were attacking. So that's why you, because we do know he was a separatist. Mm -hmm. So how he went, so to him, the clones and the Empire and the Republic is essentially one and the same. So he's like, let's mess him up. Mm -hmm. And I'm. Yeah, when I saw those clone dropships, I was like, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm looking forward to this. At first, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm, I'm excited. I like more Star Wars stuff now. Now I'm like, give me, give me. There's. Give me there's a vibe in the dialogue that that seems they're going to put classism at the forefront mm -hmm. talking specifically about them being fat and satisfied and you're watching a lot of people who are clearly poor refugees trying to make ends meet being a part of what the rebellion's rising up to fight for it's really nice because like you know what the rebellion's fighting for in star wars but you don't often actually get to spend time with the people that like the, the really downtrodden the people who are truly oppressed by the empire that they are fighting for because those are usually people most of the time that don't get to be part of the fight in the movies yeah i uh really like rogue one obviously this looks like rogue one like it's it's shot very similarly um i again like i've mentioned this is my favorite era of star wars so hell yeah i, I like pedro pa not pedro pascal diego luna um, and then we see like Mon Mothma's plot line 
which is so cool when she's just like they're on to me i think they're i think they're starting to suspect me um because she's funding the rebellion at this point or she's trying to get it get it off off the ground i think i think we're gonna see a lot of um kind of across a lot of different spectrum of time Mm -hmm. uh in this first season uh whether it's through flashbacks or like the episodes are going to jump jump around um i think we're going to get a wider spread of the rebellion coming up in that time period we also see the senate Mm -hmm. so happy to go back to the senate i cannot wait to see the imperial senate they've never seen it i i I would this is this is where i would love to see ian mcdermott again yeah this is where i want to see palpatine again i want to see him functionally emperor inside of the senate me too Um, because i think that would be be a blast we know from episode four he disbands the senate just before the events of that movie right so I want to, yeah, I want to see, I want to see what he was doing as emperor in that Senate that he definitely didn't never listen to. Right. Um, that and uh, one of my favorite things, I had no clue she was in this is Fiona Shaw appearing at the very end of this trailer. Yeah. So excited for her. She's so wonderful. I've, I've sung her praises uh, from Killing Eve. She's so wonderful there. I'm so stoked for her to be here. Um, Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter. That's the thing most people recognize oh, yeah. her for. Um stoked so stoked she's in this show we got selling Skarsgård too which also has me excited but fiona shaw i was like holy shit yes i forgot Skarsgård was in this yeah this is the this is the first show not filmed on the volume mm-hmm. and you, you can, can tell, tell they're on some sets baby yeah love it, it uh so love the volume one, but like it's it's really nice it's one constraint of the volume which um michael and i were talking about while we were watching obi-wan is that you can tell what, what the, the the difference between sets and the volume is doing so clearly um, because of the amount of people you get to have. Uh, I think we yeah. might have talked about touch on this in our fake nerds watch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just feels more alive in the way you want star Wars to feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, Ooh, yeah. Uh, lost it. I'm really excited for this one. Fra- frankly, have... right now I'm sure I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm more hype about this than I am about Mando season three personally. Oh, yeah. This this is giving me vibes of like, oh yeah, baby, this is some Star Wars I really want. Yeah, this We're gonna has get some like politics. It's got the grit that Rogue One has, um, that like a lot of other Star Wars doesn't really have. Like Mando has some of it, but like Rogue One really is like like the grittiest of them all. Like I I I really hope it's strong because they clearly had a lot of belief in it because it was one of our earliest announced and it's taken a long time to get out. And I know at certain points we thought they were just gonna can it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that they didn't. They clearly have a belief in a story that they're trying to tell here. And so I, I can't wait to see it over two seasons, like confirm like they're 24 doing episodes, season. two seasons of 12 episodes, which is double the length that we're usually getting uh, as a default. Yeah. That's some like serious commitment, uh, uh, Republic building or, yeah. or resistance building. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for this one. I can't, I'm glad to see that Mon Mothma will be like a side character, like a, like a, a main character on her own. So we see like the classism, um, dealing with the senate's got me super stoked. I also, this is the kind of show that like both. we were talking about like west wing for star wars yeah this might be as close as i'll get we're gonna uh, both and spies finally bet my bottom dollar jimmy smith is in this one too oh, oh yeah sure. definitely yeah. oh sure absolutely my mom was in it. you know he's in it he'll at least be in the senate yeah uh now that we've got uh the rebels appearing in ahsoka it wouldn't shock me if we get a hera appearance here either uh, You're right because we know we were getting overlap with Mom Mothma and the Rebels at one point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think Andor... 
No, it lines up with Rebels just perfectly. Like it, it's set in the exact same time as Rebels. You're yeah, right. you could you could do an amount of the overlap when they were starting to talk about like the rebellion itself and where we see Mon Mothma and Rebels. You can kind of see some amount of that communication going the other way. Yeah, love I it. love seeing her little limo and cor- on the Coruscant Senate building where she just gets in. Like it just felt so. It, it just felt so. Right. Like yeah, like right. It just felt like I'm watching a political drama. Yeah. Set in Star Wars. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. That's all Star Wars. That's all the Star Wars stuff. Star Wars hour. So. A lot of fun. We'll do another Lucasfilm, though. Mm. Because the trailer for Willow dropped, the new TV series starring. Oh, yeah. Who? Warwick Davis. Davis. Warwick Davis. Thank you. I ain't seen that movie in a long time, but this certainly feels like the same vibe. I've never seen that movie at all. I just know that people really, really enjoy it. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as like Top Gun. Like, I don't think I've seen that movie since I was a teenager. Sure. Um, I I really like this trailer. Me too. Any time you can give me really good fantasy, uh, and I like believe it. You're not like half-assing it. Like, this feels like a fully realized world. You, um, you, and like, ahead. it all looks really good. And like, I'm happy for Rick Davis, Davis to have like another huge shot like this. Uh, mm-hmm. Shame Val Kilmer can't be in it, but he has health problems and stuff. Um, oh, he's in it. Whoa! What? He's in it. He's in it. Is he in the trailer? Did I miss him in the trailer? No, he's not in the trailer, but okay. they confirmed that they bring they brought him back. A plus, baby. I want to see this movie really bad now. It's a yeah. show. It's a show. It's a show. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. oh man. That's so it's a series. Limited series. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to rewatch the movie now. It gave me um Dark Crystal, the show vibes. Mm. Yeah. Uh for like what it's going for. And I I really enjoyed that show. So I've never seen the movie. Um, th- this this is playing off of one of my favorite tropes, which is kind of like the jaded old man character comes back and helps the young people. It's, I like it a lot. Um, never seen the movie. Super excited for the show. I watched yeah. this trailer. I thought that I thought the show looked great. Um, uh, you, I'm definitely watching that movie. That that movie is right up your alley. I'm glad. Yeah, no, I was the exact same way because I was watching this because I all I know about Will is the name and Stars War with Davis. That's it. And I'm watching yeah. this trailer. I was like. This looks really good. It really does. It's right up your alley. No, oh, I Jesus. think you'll like it. I was at the zoo yesterday. I was at the, at the zoo yesterday, and all the animals were asleep. And so I tapped on the glass. Uh, hello, uh, 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 hello. Uh, you will have will have dinosaurs on this uh, dinosaur tour. Are you, are you animals awake? <laughs> um, and he goes, uh, and Zara, uh, Zara just goes, anything for a quote, huh? I go, yep. I'll quote Jurassic Park anywhere. <laughs> All I have, all you have to do is just have some guy in the secure office go. I really hate that man. <laughs> um, yeah, really excited for the show. I'm definitely gonna check out that movie. Nice, yeah, me too. Beast, Charlotte Copley's oh. back. Charlotte Copley's back. Idris Elba. Uh, oh seems, shit, I missed this one. Seems Whoops. basically that's okay, Ben. It seems yeah. basically like Jaws with a lion. Yeah, yeah. And I'm into that. That's that's interesting. Oh. That's cool. Jaws it's certainly. With a lion feels like uh one of those movies like they're going to be trapped in a car for like a good portion of the movie to have like tension like one of those like trapped in a box tension things but obviously right. they're getting out and stuff too but like uh yeah really nice to see charlotte copley that he's been, been missing from hollywood for a while i feel like i like uh, him a lot i'm glad he's, yeah. he's doing something again yeah this looks like a like I, i'll be honest like i don't know if i'm able to see this in theaters uh this definitely feels like a streaming movie for me uh yeah. but it looks good like you know i we all like Idris Elba. we all like giant tigers lions mm-hmm. and bears oh my yeah um if it if it can nail the the vibes of um what it's going for i think it could be cool mm-hmm. yeah devotion 
This one I did see. Yeah, fighter pilots. Uh, Speaking of fighter pilots, yeah, no, those, uh, those played right before Top Gun. Glenn Glenn Powell's staying in that uh, plane <laughs> mode in that uh, lane. <laughs> yeah, staying in that lane right now. Um, him and Jonathan Majors. Uh, this looks cool. Yeah, yeah. This is based on a true story in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Korean War, I think. Korean War. Korean War. That's why they said they've forgotten war, and I remember yeah, the forgotten war. Yeah, I, I believe Korean War is mostly referred to as the forgotten war because i've never forgotten that war i've never my dad served in it oh until 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 this very day yeah this looks like a like a decent like probably the emotionally charged like war movie um Mm -hmm. not usually my my bag to be honest i like Um, jonathan majors but i like jonathan majors and he seems to be acting the shit out in front of a mirror so yeah you uh, know what i'm getting him in creed 3 i'm okay that's true he isn't we're we're also getting him as king yeah but that's after creed 3 i think uh i think this looks pretty well made so i'm yeah. i'm intrigued and and you got two two strong actors headlining it so that makes me want to watch it yeah sure. the gray man this looks decently well made and you got two strong actors headlining it so yeah i'm i am a hundred percent sure the movie is going to be better than the generic trailer we got yeah uh but it definitely this is netflix's most expensive movie so i'm sure we're just not seeing how cool the movie really is. Uh, hey guys, have you heard of the story of like, oh, a hitman has to kill another hitman? Like that's I've seen that movie a million times, truly. Uh, but again, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, I love those guys. So like, also, also we get Chris Evans as the villain again, and I'm kind of happy about that. And I really yeah. enjoy Chris Evans I, when he plays the bad guy. I think Chris Evans is doing a good job. We don't get a lot of Ryan Gosling in this, which is kind of a bummer. But Emma Darmas yeah. does get to do some stuff in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just by the Russo brothers. It's based on a book. Um, so I'm curious to know uh, like if that's going to help it have some good character work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, did they strip the character work for just generic action, or did they, like, heighten the they want, they really want to go into the character work? That would make it unique from the others of this genre. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about it with the Russos, because, like, I think their character work with, like, all their uh, Marvel stuff is good. Um, mm-hmm. I just think this trailer, it's like, have you heard of this organization? We got to take out this guy, but he's a good guy. And it's like, it's just a generic trailer, but like all the action looked good. I just don't think this represented the movie. I think it is. Sure. I think it's going to be better than this trailer for sure. I yeah. hope so. Cause this trailer was very, I mean, there were some parts where I was like, Hey, that looks cool. But the most of the time, I'm like, this looks like another generic action movie that I've seen a million times. Right. Yeah. Right. Without Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and Anna Darmus, do you really want to watch it based on this trailer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's fair. Uh, I, it, they are like the actors are pulling me in, so we'll see. Um, all right, Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh my god! You mean the best trailer to come out this week? Uh, buddy, mm. there's still one more. Thor: Love and Thunder, the new trailer. We got our first look at gore. Yeah, yeah, we do. Christian Bale is gore. So good. How are we feeling, everyone? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good. Fan friggin' tastic. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah, really, really, really like this trailer. I personally, boy, this has been a week. I personally land on the side of I would rather him have a nose than be covered in CGI and yeah. look like and look like one of Thanos's children from or Infinity War or something. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been nice to have the tendrils just to do a little bit more separation, but I don't need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one shot in here where I'm like. He just he just kind of looks like Christian Bale to me. Well, um, is it when he's on the farm and he's, you clearly see like yeah, like the, mm-hmm. that's 
before he becomes the God Butcher. So that's him when he's just a regular right. alien. So right, like... right. And that's and that's what I mean is like you know, but 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 you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. uh, like I I can see so much of his human face, but that's not bothering me even there. Yeah. Um, I I think that the emotion just in the visuals of seeing him is there. The sinisterness is there. The de the the devout belief is there. Uh, so I'm happy. I feel like he's he's gonna knock it out. I really like how they designed the necro sword in this. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a thin sword. Um, I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I also the... have a feeling that uh, that thing is gonna be covered in black nonsense. It's just not CGI'd yet because there's a totally a shot where he's like he's it's not symbiotes, but it looks like he's surrounded by like black goo. And I just think they're they don't want to reveal what the necro sword really looks like. Oh, we didn't really talk about it, but like the gore stuff, a lot of it, except for the one on the farm, is 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 desaturated, almost black and white, to kind of give this it a more horror feel. This is what I was about to say: is I really like the differentiating differentiation in styles, how colorful the world is, and then when they're fighting with gore in this in that space, the the black and white of it, um, yeah, very striking, but it looks very good. It's yeah. not just like. There's still some work done to make it look very pronounced. The lighting, the look of it. It's not just like, uh, you know, like uh, Justice League taken and desaturated in a, an editing yeah. program. There's real thought mm -hmm. put into how it's it not looks. Just it's it's still and artistic in its own design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, we get a little bit more of Jane Foster as Thor. She does the coolest thing where she throws the hammer fragments. So cool. And it, and it could reform. Yeah. It could reform. Um, that's awesome. It's I, I love that they're 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 basically doing intermediate res where like she has been Thor for who knows how long, uh, potentially even years. We just haven't seen her do it, which is really cool. Like we don't. It could have been six months, could be three years. Like enough time has passed and we've been away from that ship. So like, uh, Thor keeping count like it's been exactly eight years and blah blah blah. Like really, I love that. Just like comedy Thor is here to stay. He still is as silly as ever um or is gonna um, be there to like knock that funny out of him i can't can't wait there was a thing where it was like there was a th i'm on this facebook group which was just like you know actually the 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 three the eight years thing doesn't line up and i was just like guys it does yeah. actually because you're so i was like i spend a lot of time talking about the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline i'm practically a scholar hire me um and they and so like i'm I, I had to like lay it out like Actually, they broke up after Age of Ultron. And the, the the five years for the blips was actually 2025. Eight years, guys. Eight years. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I really, I really just like everything that's being put on screen here. I think it all mm -hmm. looks very good. Um, love to see more Valkyrie. Uh, I I love the energy of it. I love everything that I'm seeing. I just, I just do. I I think it's going to be great. I'm glad that. Christian Bale is playing Gore. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I think he's going to hit it hard. Uh, Rus Russell Crowe trying to do a, a Greek accent. Really and cute. flick, really cute. Loving him trying to do a Greek accent. I respect Taika for going for and making it actually Greek. Um, I just have more confirmation that Hercules will show up for at least a second in this show in this movie. I, I am so pumped. We got the, the Greek gods freaking out over naked naked Thor. Uh, looks just like a great time. I'm so pumped for this. I'm, I'm very excited for this movie. I cannot tell you how stoked I am to see this movie. Yeah, yeah the, the all the stuff I'm seeing with like Jane's. Well, no, Jane hasn't been Thor for long because she says this is my first bad guy. Oh, right. Sure. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, we're we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna learn more. Just this is gonna be so interesting. She, uh, I'm. She was blipped. I'm stoked. The only thing I will 
agree with about like people who have, who have put a knock on this and i agree is that there's two instances where one with jane one with thor where um their helmets are cgi'd onto them oh and they yeah. don't mm -hmm. look great and i kind of just go but they're clearly not cgi helmets in other shots i don't know why we're doing this whatever it's uh, specifically in this trailer because it goes from jor uh, jor it goes from thor without a helmet to thor in the helmet immediately going jane and then he's yeah. out of the helmet again and i'm like well, that's just a weird cut for your trailer why would you even include that even it's a weird cut for the trailer but it's also just so clearly cgi and there's another shot with jane where hers is cgi and it, you can tell the difference in like being able to see the lighting bounce off of her helmet yeah to when it's like clearly a practical and that kind of stuff and i'm like I don't know why we're still doing things like this. Things that are, clearly exist, like why are we not do it? just keeping the practice on them and finding a way to work with it? So okay. Thor's helmet is the only one that bugged me because mm -hmm. I didn't notice when, it, when Jane's was CGI or not. Uh, uh, but, Jane's but, is when she just... says... Oh, sorry. But, but what, what I, I will say is that the, um, the Thor one uh, is, is a, aggressively not attached to his face. Uh, it's definitely floating there. And that's, that's a bummer because like someone tweeted about that. I was like, this shot will haunt Marvel for years. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it's also the shot. Uh, the, the shot for the Jane one is when she's saying, this is my first bad guy. Mm -hmm. And you can, uh, it looks like the helmet compared to like the other it's, shot where that we've seen from the first trailer where she has it. Yeah, it's like yeah. on her nose. Like it is her nose in a way mm -hmm. that it's not on the other end. I'm like, ah. again, like I just kind of go, it exists. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't, very excited for this movie. Uh, it's oh, a, yeah. that's the only nitpick everything else looks incredible and like i'm not gonna i was ready watch it and have a great time yeah i was ready to like hate gore because we saw the toy design and you're like oh that's just a dude who looks white and but like i understand what he's doing and you can see throughout the trailer he's doing like a victor's ass thing where he's getting more marks put on him and like they almost look like they look like like scratches or like knife marks or something yeah. uh so he's like I'm, I'm he's gonna go all in and i'm like i'm i'm so ready for christian bale man so ready. I'm really, I'm really glad they're just letting him act. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. Just because, like, when I when I found out he wasn't going to be Dario Agar, he was going to be Gore. I was like, oh, we're gonna just dump him in a bunch of CGI, which is fine for like Thanos, it worked. But like, how are you not going to make him look like a, a, a oh, what's the guy's name? Ebony Squidward. Ma. Ebony Maw. Um, that's exactly who I was thinking of too. I was thinking like, I don't really want him to look like Ebony Ma. I don't want him to be all CGI. So I'm really glad that's not the way this turned out. I'm really glad that yeah. it's him. Like I said, I think just for differentiation, it would have been cool to get the tendrils, but like, whatever, man, I'm yeah. happy. The performance will shine through. Yeah. Let's talk about the best trailer of the week. Ben. Mission Impossible 7. For the yeah, movie, no. hard, the hard to disagree on that one, but you, if you enjoy it, that's good. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. I ben does Thor not like more. Mission Impossible, y'all. I love. I like the. I like the Thor trailer. Way to be more. fair, he's not caught up in any of the movies, so he doesn't know. Fair. He doesn't. Are you know. not? No, we've talked. You about know this. this. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't. This is one of those things that we do every week. That like the things that happen to me, but we do that one for Ben. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jesus, guys. It 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 really bums me out that it's we are really a year away from this movie. <laughs> It's a really, really good thing No Time to Die already came out. Yes, it is. Yes, because, it is. Because if No Time to Die had still gotten delayed into the point of matching up with this film, <laughs> boy. The, a solid three minutes of like just vibe. There's like no dialogue. It's just, I mean, there's some dialogue at the beginning, but it's like, it's just vibe. And yeah. it's like, it reminded me of the, shit. it reminded me of the Way of Water trailer, but for an action movie. 
where it's just like yo do you want to live here right now and i'm like yes this is the only trailer where i where i was like and i was like getting really into it i I cheered at the end of this trailer yeah yeah the the so i saw it when it leaked uh which was really funny because it went down like immediately but yeah ryan and i had both seen it last week and we were just like we're just not going to mention this yeah yeah. (laughs) uh the end shot of him like going off the, the motorcycle off the cliff like literally gave me goosebumps and i'm like oh movies are awesome buddy kittredge is back oh yeah it's a real it's the full circle he does uh, patrick Willems was also really excited about this but i was like super sick his close up magic's back yeah Haley atwell they're bringing back what's the what's the blonde girl's name leia sadu vanessa kirby vanessa kirby um way off um she i'm so glad they're bringing her back because who she was supposed to be in the last one uh was so interesting and they don't really go into it and so like now we're kind of finally like go into that i'm like yes rebecca ferguson Uh, is here with an ipad with an ipad and and a sword so uh i i i get to say this every so often and hold on my mouth is really dry i get to say this every so often this but this is for real this is the most metal gear a movie has ever been this is truly the plot of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. He is a rogue guy going against the government who wants to control all information and all of like and all uh, of the future of like knowledge uh, for the sake of humanity. Whose side are you going to be on, Big Big Boss? He's just playing Big Boss in this movie, but they gave the eye patch to Rebecca Ferguson and he's got a sword and I love swords. Bro, this, this looks so sick. I really like how how he's gone rogue in every movie, but each one is like, "Oh my god, he's gone rogue." It's like, "Yeah, he's He's done it a lot, actually. It's half the franchise at this point. Yeah. Um, Real quickly, Mag Mag is correct. This is the beginning of the Mission Impossible franchise because the mission, the beginning of the end, because uh, this is the first part of of the last two films. So, part uh, Mission Impossible Eight will be part two of this. Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Spicy name. Someone's like, there is no way to punctuate this correctly. Yeah. Uh, It is. (laughs) It is unfortunate, Ben, because like with uh, you've been here, like as we've talked about it, like the the Mission Impossible franchise, a lot like the Fast and the Furious franchise, has only gotten better and better and crazier. And like the stunts, even more so than Fast, the stunts in the Mission Impossible movies are are the best in the business. It's because Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is truly giving his life every single movie. Oh, Tom Cruise wants for Hollywood. Tom Cruise wants to die on film. No, yeah. when I was watching the trailer for this, I, I will admit it is a really good, good trailer. I did enjoy the music. Then I was like, man, I really need, I do need to watch the Mission Impossible films. But when he goes off the cliff on the bike with the parachute, I'm like, that's he did that. He did that. He's he's such a maniac. I I love it because he he cannot get insured by Hollywood and by by the law, you can't act if you're insured. So he has his own insurance company. Yeah. To insure his movies, so he can keep making movies. Madman. He's a madman. Um, yes, Ben, you should watch the Mission Impossible films. Please do before this one comes out. You've got plenty of time because uh, they are great movies. Um, and of all like the horror movies you got to watch and shit, like like this year, Mission Impossible is a franchise I know you're gonna eat, eat it up, baby. It's too yeah. Good. It's too good. I mean, my my fa- uh, Christopher McQuarrie, uh, who is the director and the writer of this one, um, and he's been the uh, the last two also. He uh, said in an interview, and I tweeted about this that he believes that every Mission Impossible film had to have been directed by a different person because it gave it a different flair each time, different cinematography, different uh, story beats. Um, it was so, every movie was so different. So when he came back for the second one, because he's the only one who's done two, well, not four, um, he said, I wanted to, I didn't want to go from, what did he do, Rogue Nation? 
but when he did when he went from Rogue Nation to Fallout, he didn't want them to look the same. So he hired new people, new cinematographers, new people, and like t- learned different directing styles to make sure that it looked different. So that each film in the Mission Impossible franchise would continue to look different. And I'm glad that he's doing that with this one also. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. It's gonna be wild. I'm excited. I'm so excited. The again, this this is a year over a year out at this point. The only reason we saw this trailer is because it got leaked online. <laughs> sure. And it wasn't a camera leak. It was the full 4K trailer. Yeah. <laughs> they did like, it. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. I, I love everyone I'm seeing, everything I'm seeing. Um, hell yeah, Tom Cruise. You do this, it. It definitely this trailer, because like they bring back everybody. And it's like, oh yeah. man, this feels like Infinity War. The next one is Endgame. Like, oh, it's coming to an end, man. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah, Ethan Hunt will definitely die eventually. <laughs> Maybe. Clone him. All right, shall we do our... We're going to have to uh, do our Mission Impossible wrap-up conversation next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to rewatch those movies so bad. Have to? It will be a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying have to out of the obligation. I'm saying have to so we make Ben do it. <laughs> That's true. Ben, you got to watch them. Um, just yeah, in general, Ben. We're not even... We're not. I don't think we even really touched on the fact that Kittredge is back, which is crazy. Yeah, I said I said it in the beginning. The yeah, that's back. that's weird. Why? Um, he's the first. He's the first like government angel. No, Alec Baldwin was like in four movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see the Mission Impossible Force actually be a force and not just one dude again. Alec Baldwin was in two. Oh, okay. Um, he would be in four if he was in these ones, but it's saying that he is not. I think well, he he didn't make it out of one. Right. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's Henry been a Cavill. while, Brandon. Give me a give me a break. There's a lot of characters in these movies. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Okay, I'm very excited for Ving Rhames. Man, has he ridden the coattails of this franchise? <laughs> <He> really <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, Tom Cruise is just I I love I love watching him try to kill himself. All right, I'm saying. Speaking of, shall we get into our main topic? <laughs> Full spoilers for Top Gun Maverick, the sequel, the long-awaited sequel, the legacy sequel to Top Gun. Full spoilers, you have been warned. Dude, don't don't watch this. Turn it off. Run so for many, the hills. So many spoilers. <laughs> All right. What do we think about this? I had a, I had such a good time with this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah me, Never mind. Me too. me too. I had an absolute blast with this film. Are you kidding me? This movie was great. Sparks. Yeah, I had a great time. Uh, unlike the original, I think this one is uh, able to repeat 80% of the exact same beats, but 100 times better. <laughs> I think this movie rules. This movie rocks my socks. Um, I have nothing bad to say. I'll just say that right now. I I don't have... It's not bad, but it is my only one... Uh, well, uh, well, let's talk about it, because I don't know how I feel. I think the romance subplot is fine. Hmm, yeah, interesting. I'd agree. I think it's fine. I think it doesn't take away from the movie because it's like it is it is intertwined. But every time we go back, I just think it's like nice romance. But like it, it's it's it feels like it's there to be there. It's not it's not giving me a lot, but it's not I, bad. I will disagree with that. Yeah. Okay. I really like the romance subplot. Um, I think it adds a lot to the movie. It adds a lot of drama to the movie. 
and it adds sexiness back to blockbusters. Hell yes. And it's the first time in like 20 years that I have bought a romance between Tom Cruise and a woman. Um, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah and he, it is very charming. It is very character building because Maverick is um, meant to be a more vulnerable character um, that they don't really do a good job of showing that in the, in the first film, but this one yeah. is very much what that was meant to be. Um, so that like helps as he's finding the closure, the the way out, essentially the way out that he's never had. He's finding that he, you know, there is a life outside of the Navy, which he's just never explored because he's been a captain in the Navy for 30 yeah. years. I do like that. It's Penny who is the throwaway girl yes. from the first movie. He's not in the movie. Uh, that's really cute that they like his on again, off again lady is she's it's still 40 years later. They're still it's doing the, it. the congressman's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Admiral's daughter. The admiral's daughter. Sorry. Admiral. Um, I, yeah, I, there's this the family that was sitting next to us in our, in our um, theater, and it's like it's like Penny. It's like there's this lady who's like, "Who's she? She was in the first movie." It's like, Ooh. "You're right, she wasn't. She was mentioned." You're not a, you're not a true a Top Gun aficionado if you don't I, recognize Penny. I watched I the movie. <laughs> I watched the movie in the same day. I watched both movies in the same day, and I still turned to Zara. I go, "Who's Penny?" Oh no, yeah, I thought it was <laughs> that was cute. I'm very glad that it was not the main girl from the first one because I felt same. like that would have just been like. Yeah, okay. At first, I thought they just did a recast, and it's, uh-huh. it was oh, going to sure. be her. But luckily, he was like Penny, and I'm like, oh, they would, word? they would have to. I don't know if you've seen what she looks like now. I haven't looked. I'm <laughs> sorry, Kelly McGinnis. I haven't seen it. It's it's it, that's not even like just because of character reasons. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense based on who that either of them are in the first film that they would still be together, other than for like, guys, remember the first one? And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. I I appreciate that. Like the point of it is that Tom Cruise's Maverick continues to suck at being able to hold down a relationship and and not taking like his dynamics with women seriously and penny's the only one who he's like kind of even gotten close sometimes Mm -hmm. um the only part of like the the plot that really bothers me about it is um when he comes back from the mission and she's sailed away and i'm like oh okay sure that i guess like we had to have that like for a for 30 seconds you're gonna think that maybe everything went south and she doesn't care about him but don't worry in 30 seconds we're gonna tell you that's not true it is very and i'm quick. like what why yeah. why <laughs> just have her be there it doesn't make sense why she'd leave before finding out if he got back okay yeah that that is i i do agree with that uh i would like have i would have liked more time to sit with that because it is very mm-hmm. very it's like chewbacca dying and then like a minute later like he's not dead i'm like well let me live with it for a little bit because i um there's uh, something you mentioned that like this isn't something that like a lot of like this film uh, avoids a lot of legacy sequel mistakes. Um, I think, and I even think like Tron Legacy, which is the last legacy sequel this guy did, um, this is the same is in a similar vein. But like this is way better. Um, but he but he says like uh, uh, first off, his life didn't go to shit afterwards, right? Like after the first movie, it's not like his life went to crap after he busted out of Top Gun. It's like no, he. He taught for like two months that wasn't working. And then he had a great life as a test pilot and continued to be a captain of the Navy because that's what he wanted to continue being. I was like, oh yeah, because a lot of legacy sequels fall into a hurdle of like, in order to create the same kind of beats, we have to bring them, we have to revert them back. Their, their lives couldn't have been good up until this point. But mm-hmm. importantly, he never advanced. He stayed exactly where he was and he never flew with anyone else behind him. Yeah. Uh, which was one of my things about this movie that I really liked because 
his character doesn't process Goose's death properly in the first film. He's mm-hmm. forced to go back out and fly because he's like, I feel like I need to maybe step away and take some time. And everyone else is like, but you're Maverick. You're the best of us. You have to go fly. And he's like, I, I guess so. And so he goes <laughs> and flies. And and so like that works out, but he's not. he never properly processes the grief, nor does he ever really engage with how to deal with it. It's such a notable difference that when you watch the original Top Gun, he's not allowed to openly weep or yeah. cry um, in the original. And here he's allowed to cry more than once. Uh, and like he's he is a man who is now having to fully reckon with the trauma of the loss of Goose and what that has done with the relationship with his son. That's, That's what I was trying to get at when I was when we were talking about Top Gun earlier in the show or the original Top Gun because Maverick doesn't process the grief. It's just like he like the scene between him and Viper after he's shaving and he goes, goose is dead. Just move on. It, it happens. And it's like, dude, really? Right. right. That's right. It kind of sucks. <laughs> Importantly, that's a shitty thing about the script of Top Gun, but Top Gun Maverick is improving on yes. that idea and being like, Hey, maybe it's time for him to finally learn to let go and mm-hmm. go forward and how to accept what's happened. And um, I think, you know they add they add the added thing of to create the drama that his that uh goose's son rooster um doesn't have a good relationship it's not because it's not because maverick wasn't there for him it's because of something that happened his mom made him meg ryan made him promise he don't let him fly right and so he's kind of like taken that on to protect the memory of Meg Ryan. I thought that was also a really good uh, character moment and a really unique way, place to bring in that kind of drama. Yeah. Important. Importantly though, it is still in the, in the text of the film that like he never quite knew how to be there for him. Mm-hmm. And that rooster did continue to kind of on a level blame him. The, yeah. the, uh, breaking point of that relationship centers around the pulling of the papers for the academy but it was not on solid ground throughout that time they both kind of make reference to that and this is where they they really truly patch it up but at the at any rate like i still think it's a good way to approach that drama to create that drama it's unique to something i've never seen in a legacy sequel right i'm not disagreeing with you i'm merely contributing to the point okay um i think all the performances are awesome yeah, all the, all too. the new kids i like all i like every single one of them uh bob bob uh, uh perfect perfect one of those guys perfect like <laughs> be like i'm gonna be the hero aren't i like type of characters with the glasses like his call sign is bob like perfect like this feels like this really is a top gun sequel like mm-hmm. for better or for worse like it's it's like sh- it's shot similarly but better it has like similar like oh. story ple- beats but better you got it. I want to pause you on like it's shot similarly, but better. My God, when you're watching this movie and you because I don't like in the in the first film, I like the first film fine, but like uh, uh, quite a bit. But like the first film, the background is just kind of moving noise. Yeah. And it looks so much nicer that it's they're actually up there and you get the actual backgrounds and it looks so good. Yeah. Uh, like, damn. In, importantly, like bouncing off of your point is that the big difference here between the two films, the biggest one to me that makes this one sing is that people thought about and knew how to film these jets to tell a story. And that is just not how I feel. They thought about the first film. Yeah. Like it does feel like it's a jet. It's on screen. Therefore good job. 
This yeah. one is like, how do we film these and really show the audience what's up and sh- yeah. tell a story with them? And that is here in spades. I'm oh, never yeah. lost or confused. Yeah. There are definitely times, especially in the first one, where it, the action, I mean, the action's sometimes pretty decent, but there there are times where it's just like a bunch of jets going left, right, and spinning, and you can't really tell what's going on. You just have to, you just hear the chatter between Maverick, Iceman, Goose, Merlin, whoever. But you're right. In this one, you clearly see what's going on. You clearly see the action. You see the maneuvers these jets are going through, like the maneuver going up the mountain, down to to bomb essentially the Death Star, and then going back up an even bigger mountain. It's like, man, that's really freaking cool. The thing yeah. that I that I love about the movie, it is incredibly simple. It is, it is, we have an objective. We're going to teach you the objective, do the objective. That's the movie. Uh, and then all the drama permeates around there. And like, they have a certain amount of weeks and they have to be not just the best of the best. They have to be better than that to do this impossible mission that they have only to be, Tom Cruise can do. They have to be Maverick. They have to be Maverick. Uh, and that is, I, the, the jet stuff in this movie is insane. Not just because Tom Cruise actually flew most of the jets himself. They all did. They all went to pilot school. So here's the thing. So yes, most of the actual actors, they had pilots piloting them, but they were in the cockpits with them, with the cameras on them. They had, they, they were their own cameraman in the, in the, in the, in the jets. Uh, So that's even a level act most actors would not do. So everyone was a hundred percent in on making this as authentic and real as possible. Uh, There's like almost no CGI in this movie. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. I watched Tom Cruise take James Corden in an F-14 and actually do some of the shit he does in this movie. And he said James Corden was the only talk show host to say yes to it. <laughs> and I believe it because I, I don't know if I would want Tom Cruise. He's not a real pilot. He is a pilot, but you know what I mean? He's an actor. Uh, he's this he's got his pilot's license for a long time. He got his pilot's license. He has less crashes than Harrison Ford, who is also a pilot. The plane at the end is his plane. That's right. his hangar. Yeah, all that was filmed on his like on his own location. Like yeah. he loves he Top Gun made him fall in love with this shit, and he is able to almost forty years later, able to like make a better version than we ever had. Like I don't give a shit about the military or jets. I love jets now; they're so cool. <laughs> they, are, um, they are pretty freaking cool. Mag brings up an excellent point. Mag's asking, "Do we ever get the enemy country of the mission?" No, no just like um, just like and the there's an one. amount. There's a there's an amount of it's it is carrying on from the first one there's an amount of like american patriotism attached to xenophobia about that um you just kind of like accept that that's that's what's up like uh to go any further into it to talking about who it is or why would humanize them in a way that this film is not interested in doing which is why they have the completely blacked out masks it's the thing where it's like the um the and, and this one has a slightly different problem than the first one because the first one assumes that you know they're communists. These are the com- these are communists. Sure. these are people. It puts Russian. red stars on the plane, so it's yeah. Like- these are communists. Um, yeah. We do not have and we we do not have an, an an enemy that is directly attacking us at this point in in our time. So we cannot name a country w- without insulting said country that we want this movie yeah. to be. So in. they just bring back the planes with the red stars and they just call it a day. And also, right. like, honestly. It doesn't matter who the enemy is. It's not the point. They have a mission. And like, again, you're not humanizing, like you said, Sparks. Like, there is no human element to the enemy. It's not important. It's about the people doing the mission. So like that, honestly, like, I didn't. I don't want any human stuff involved, just like the first movie. I think that's a really good, a good thing they do. It's like, let's just focus on 
our characters. We don't need to add any of this extra stuff because like it could make it really gross and messy. Yeah, that's 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 what I was saying is like the reason that they're going for that is still from the same like while this is a much more well-crafted film, it's still thinking in the same mentality because this is how you get like the military to sign off on using these things for your film. Mm -hmm. Um it's still using the mentality of like, we don't want to humanize them too much because this is exactly how we want you to think about them when you're up there Um, is that they're, they're just the enemy, the end Mm -hmm. of the discussion. Uh, And that's, you know, like problematic in its own way, but not necessarily, I think problematic for the film script itself. Yeah. Um, I really like the beginning that it just is Top Gun. It's just like, it's, 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 it opens with the same font. It's kind of look, it kind of looks a little bit more grainy. And then it opens with the same uh, opening text about Top Gun. And then it does Mm -hmm. all the pilot stuff, but the pilot stuff is like all the plane stuff is new, but it's shot in the same way with the same. Um, Yeah. Good stuff. I mean, I can see some people was like, oh, this is just like, they're just rehashing. He's like, no, this is Top Gun. You cannot start a Top Gun movie without danger zone. But it's not, rehashing except for that scene like yeah. I, like it's not a, i'm glad they recreated it because that was I that would, was the cool little nod i would describe this as the american hidekiano because when 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 you have people going gotta do this thing do that thing we got it that way and then you have a bunch of dudes doing like finger signs in some of this and a lot of this and they're all doing stuff and it's like danger zone and guys are like yeah the jet went off and i'm like i'm an american right now i feel like I'm american right now. Like, notably it. notably this was something that michael and i were talking about is the the top gun opening the way that the credits are coming over some of the shots some not all of the shots that are that part where you're seeing like them getting the the jets ready and everything not well framed not not really showing you what's happening in the best way all of the shots here are mm-hmm. uh which is why i just i just really admire that like they really thought about like it's not just putting I'm not trying to shit on to- Top Gun too much, but like it, it felt sometimes like they just put the camera somewhere and we're like, we caught something great, put it in. And this feels like we're really showing you something. Like I can uh, track fun- the action of what's happening. Fun fact, because again, I love to watch interviews with actors. Um, there's a shot in the first Top Gun where Tom Cruise throws, uh, throws some, uh, throws. I think it's the the what's it called dog tags dog off tags. the dog tags with like the sun in front of him and stuff. Um, Tony Scott paid the Admiral like $50,000 to go off of his his routine that he's supposed to do to go turn around and get that shot that he needed to get his own money because it, it was against the rules of their what they were allowed to do. So he gave him a check for $50,000 wow. to get that shot. And it's an OK shot. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, that's a Top Gun has a commitment that I'm glad. This is one thing aesthetically. I'm really glad they abandoned in Maverick. Top Gun goes out of its way to make almost every every sequence in the film take place during sunset or yeah. as close to as possible. And I'm glad that aesthetically we moved away from that in this one. Yeah. Um, it, it, like it, it, it's gorgeous as is. Um, the making of this movie is going to be very fascinating to watch, and I cannot oh, wait for sure. Oh, um, yeah there's going to be such a good documentary about how this movie was made that I'm going to eat up um, because I think, I think this movie is gorgeous from top to bottom. Um, it's I one do... of the, it's truly like one of like the most well shot movies. I've, I don't think the movie's better than, than like, it's not like a 10, but like this is one of the most well shot movies I've ever seen in terms yeah. of like trying to capture like jets and mm-hmm. like water and like people looking hot on, on a beach like mm-hmm. it looks this is a good looking movie mm-hmm. joseph kaczynski who's directed uh, oblivion and tron legacy he's visual style he's got a good look for movies mm-hmm. uh that guy's got a great eye and the thing is when when you get when you get tom cruise there's a there's a level that tom cruise has reached where he only really brings out a good performance for people that he likes 
mm-hmm. uh, for people that he's got a good creative um, uh, relationship with, like Christopher McQuarrie for the Mission Impossible films. And I would imagine at this point, like Tony Scott, because he did Oblivion with Tony Scott, and he's good in that movie, honestly. You mean Joseph Kaczynski? Yeah, jo- jo- Joseph you're, Kaczynski. You're thinking thing. of Tony Scott because of the original. The original, yes, thank you. Um, and he, uh, Joseph Kaczynski, but like he uh, has two cr- collaborators that he really likes in this in this movie, and he's delivering one of the best performances of his career. Mm-hmm. Notably, it's... notably, him finally taking the step across the threshold to say, "I will play a character reconciling with the fact that he is old." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and short. Yeah, and for the first time. Oh my gosh, that. and letting him be short that these guys finally can tower over him is so nice. Miles Teller is so much taller than him. I love I love seeing him look up at him. It's so good. And you know what? And that doesn't take away anything. No. It doesn't take away any character. Not at all. I um, think, ooh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Well, I have to say, I love how this movie makes homages to the original Top Gun outside of the opening sequence, but also like when... Uh, when they're at the bum, bar, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> like when, yeah, when you hear, I love what Tom Cruise is doing with the character of Maverick. Like when he's seeing, um, like when he's seeing Rooster play Great Balls of Fire and the bars sure. going off, and he's just like getting that flashbacks of Goose that he's still not completely over the death of Goose. And then you get like they throw him out of the bar. It's like thanks for the beers, old man. And then he's walking up. It's like call sign Maverick, and everyone's just like, ah, shit. This is. This is the big thing is that in the original Maverick is an idea in this one. He's a character. He's a real character with things going on. And I really appreciate that about him. Um, I think uh, one of my slight things with the script and it's fine. It's really not a big deal is I, I wish there was a little more nuance to hangman or a little bit more of a clear arc to hangman. Um, He's a little bit too much of a, Iceman clone, but but instead of thinking about the team being selfish, yeah, he's more like Dick Iceman. Whereas Ice, by the way, I love this Iceman scene. Hurt my heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a great job bringing Val Kilmer in mm-hmm. with, um, under the circumstances. I want to talk about Val Kilmer in like a big chunk, but like a little bit. I wrote a note because I just watched Pacific Rim Uprising, which had uh, Scott Eastwood. And mm-hmm. I was watching Glenn Powell in this movie. I was like, man, Scott Eastwood wishes he had this guy's charisma. Glenn, Glenn <laughs> yeah. Powell is very talented. I've seen people talking about um, he should be Johnny Storm now, and I kind of agree. Yeah, um, sure. I think oh, he's yeah. great casting for that. Uh, I That being said, um, I really, really like Glenn Powell. I think it's because I enjoyed his performance so much that I was wanting maybe a little bit more of a developed arc, something just a little bit more to his character. Like Hangman obviously gets there at the end, but it but it doesn't feel like it feels like there's a slight beat missing with him. Sure. Um, uh, that that's like just one of my my small things. Like like again, I, it's hard for me to not feel like his character is Iceman 2.0, but turned to dick mode. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I just want a little bit more from him. Uh, speaking because you brought up Iceman, Val Kilmer is in this movie. I didn't expect him honestly. Um, yeah. Not until I saw his like name in the credits, like the opening credits yeah. has with Val Kilmer. I was like, oh, he's, he's in this. Still, I thought it was just going to be the picture and the text messages. Yeah. Just out of respect. Because like, mm-hmm. like he, he is, even without that scene, he's still important to the movie because he's talking to Maverick throughout. I, yeah. I knew he was in this movie because Tom Cruise did an mm-hmm. interview, I guess, where he talked very personally about 
how it was important to him that they find a way to include him mm, and right how they worked on workshopped on how best to do that and came to the scene that they did um, because he said that he really did not want to leave him out even under the circumstances. And I'm really glad they did because his movie is his, his role in this movie is, is uh, very important. It, it's a good scene. Um, it's, it's done very respectfully to his ailment. Um, even when he, when we're just getting the text messages, like I would believe if you had told me that that was just Val Kilmer texting, texting tom cruise i believe you hell yeah yeah um because i really i really liked uh how they included him and and even his death which is what what kind of propels um uh, uh maverick through his arc um is is just wonderful stuff one of my favorite scenes in the movie is him is him talking to val kilmer and, yeah. and when val kilmer starts like starts like try like talking to him powerful very yeah. uh like you know, also one more thing about like when he when he comes in, he's like, "How's my own wingman?" And he types, "I don't want to talk more." Is it then not? And then he just goes, "I yeah. love that, I love that." But yeah, even the the funeral scene where he bashes the wings into the coffin, like we saw that in the trailer. And honestly, I was scared that it was going to be one of his crewmen because like, we get two goose moments in the movie when Coyote blacks out from the G's, mm-hmm. and you see the plane come back up. And then you hear Phoenix and Bob go, oh, thank goodness, they're okay, they're okay. Birds. And then birds. <laughs> that and was great. Birds show up. That was great. Yeah. I, like... I really, I think that this film builds tension so well. There are so many moments in this movie where, where like I said with Prehistoric Planet, like there are so many moments where I was just like, wow. Um, and there, there was a lot of like when uh, Bob and Phoenix, right? The girl's name is Phoenix? Phoenix, um, yes. when When she gets birded, um and she goes down and then i like i was holding on to zara's hand like clutching it like oh my god did they just die um when he does the the trench run um when Dude. he does the the fake trench run to like prove that it's possible it's like oh god is he gonna is he gonna eat it is he gonna is he gonna do it like obviously he is because he's maverick but like at the same time the tension was still there that i was i was fully invested in the story that the even if i thought they were gonna make it out it was still a tense moment the the last act of this movie uh some of like the most tense I felt in in a long time, and like yeah. I've I've seen a lot of like like we've seen a bunch of cool movies this year. Like I, once he entered the real canyon, I'm like, oh my god, this is what the whole movie is. This is the movie. This is what we've been training for. And I was so in, and it looks so real because they're actually doing it most of the time. You see the G's on Tom Cruise's face, like yeah. pushing back, and I'm like, man, like this whole movie. And like going back to the, the Val Kilmer scene. Tom Cruise needs, he can't let go of being a big movie star. That's what this movie's about. That he cannot, he will be, he said in an interview, I'll be doing this till the day I die. I will be 100 years old making making these types of movies. And this whole movie's about, hey man, we rely on special effects. We don't need humans anymore. Like, why do you want to be a pilot so bad? And then you see Top Gun Maverick. You're like, oh right, only humans can do this. This is like what, this is why we go to the movies. It's like that real human drama. And it's so spicy. That finale is so good. Mm-hmm. You, you brought up the, um the 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 finale um the when the missiles are going and you see like tom cruise and like save rooster and you think that tom cruise that's that's it maverick's dead because there's a there's a queue up when when rooster is talking like hey i want to i want to talk and he's like we'll talk when we get back and that's like code that you're not coming back yeah i was like Um, oh no but then but then they made another really great tense moment when rooster gets hit and you're like oh my god did rooster just die and then and then they they break that tension with a very good comedy moment where it's uh where he's just like, "What were you thinking? You told me not to think." Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yep. <laughs> and, like the scene where 
like where they're talking about how they destroyed the base and they're trying to get like we gotta go back from Maverick and it's like no the bandits are on the bandits are coming the bandits are on the way get out of there and then you see Maverick wake up it's like oh thank God and then you see the helicopter is like that can't be oh shit no oh mm-hmm. shit oh 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 shit see I thought the I thought when Tom Cruise got hit. That was going to be the end of the movie. I didn't realize we had another 30 minutes or something like that. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, how long is this movie? And not in a bad way. I was like, I'm having such a good time. I just assumed this would be the end with Tom Cruise dying as a maverick. Like, no, nah, he's going to have a sick-ass behind enemy lines mission with his son, with his fake son. Uh, the the him rooster you real when you get to that point you get to that point it's it's importantly the end of everyone's character arc, uh, rooster and maverick when they fly together when mm-hmm. when when maverick finally accepts a. Uh, co-pilot in the backseat uh for the first time in years and and rooster finally gets to the point where he trusts maverick he he loves maverick he, he that surrogate father that he's wanted and it's it's so anime it's like so like beautiful movie nonsense that it's it's maverick and the son of his best friend who died yeah. that is like such like a movie moment like they both get trapped behind enemy lines and they have to escape together i'm like god only in movies would this happen that's but that's in, but that's a movie yeah as a third and, act yeah. and the escape in an F-14 Tomcat. Oh my god. In, importantly, I think it's very valuable that they don't force the, well, your mom had me pull the papers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they allow that to just move forward from. Yeah. Uh, because it would have felt wrong for Maverick to give up the ghost on that. Mm-hmm. But if Rooster wouldn't let it go, they couldn't reconcile. Yeah. So it's good that they just found a way to move on from it without having to do that. Yeah. yeah um, just to live with the guilt that he did it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it doesn't matter anymore because they moved past it. And, and right. Can, yeah. A, a, I, yeah a, I agree. a different script would have forced the resolution of saying, well, your mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm glad that we didn't have to go there. Yeah. yeah I um, agree. I think that the film does a very good job of making it so that you don't have to watch Top Gun at all yeah Mm -hmm. which is true you just don't like there's all all the pieces you need are here um you can just watch this one not not just context clues uh as many legacy sequels do they just show you the footage yeah (laughs) sometimes multiple times we saw everything everything important you need to know you know yeah yeah we saw clips from that original movie the the goose dying um um when after the mission between balls of fire yeah Um, uh, ben yeah. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you because I have an important question for you, sir. As the biggest fan of Top Gun that's ever Top Gunned, what did you think of the moment when Miles Teller said, talk to me, Dad? Oh, God, broke my heart. I loved it. I was I so actually, into that movie by this point. I, I was like, yeah, talk to him, Dad. I was so happy that, so the very opening scene, which I was actually really glad that the opening scene was what it was, but it was a test pilot. It was a test flight because I thought, oh, mm-hmm. he's Maverick's going to his space. That's the last mission or something. Um, I don't Mach know. 10. He was trying yeah. to get to Mach 10. Yeah, they're going to Mach 10. And as he's flying, he says, talk to me, Goose. I'm like, and then then because he always has to he pushes it too far oh yep. it's so good it's so good it's filmed so well because he goes it's to 10 not. and everyone's like oh, nice and then he's like oh, what if uh-huh. and then everyone's like maverick and then everyone's maverick. like oh uh-huh. but what if though like, like don't, damn do maverick. don't do it don't so put good. and he's like i'm just gonna push a little like even before he's like it's mach 10 not point one, not point two, ten. you hit 10 we're done it's such a, a it's a go ahead sparks I was gonna say that's a great character to have with him, the the buddy that comes in uh, Hondo. and moves with him to the to the program. Yeah, I actually yeah, really I, like. I love Hondo a lot in this movie. He's pretty cool. 
I think there's a lot of great. Uh, there's going back to like the tension. Um, the the there's some good tension there when when we're like, okay, let's push to mock, let's get to mock ten, mock ten, and then you get there, and that's the release of the tension, and then mm-hmm. tension because we're still going. Why? Eh? So uh, like, when you reach mock ten, you can slow down now. Yeah. Um. All the all yeah. again, like everything that Top Gun did. This movie does better. Every every single thing, and I like Top Gun, but like the 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 training montage of him, like him, and what I love about this is like I don't know anything about the military. I don't know anything about jets. They give they give you so much information, and they make it so easy to understand of like how you lock on with missiles and guns and how all this stuff works. Uh, like it's it's super simple to follow, and it's like really fun. Like watching those dogfights is fun in this. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to bring up Mag's comment really quick, Sparks, if I may. He's like, "How do you feel about the movie on catchphrases?" Like, not enough. I needed more. Well, Brandon and I were just talking about the talk to me goose and the talk to him and the talk to me dad moment. And well, if you I mean feel... if you mean if you mean there's no new catchphrases, yeah, I would agree with that. But I do think they reuse some of the the the, the ones that they need to like talk to me goose. Yeah. Oh I yeah, maybe the... not new ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 I the think ones the that movie. They... Go ahead, Ben. Sparks. Oh. I was Ryan. going to say the way that they use what? I was laughing at Ryan. I was laughing yeah. at Ryan. I'm sorry. Right. The way no, because I thought Ryan was gonna oh, Brandon was gonna say something. Anyways, the way that they use the, the catchphrases from the old movie and the new movie is done very well, very tastefully, and also it helps it brings out the moment even more. Um, especially the talk to me goose, talk to me dad moments. You you feel that in your soul. You know that this is an important moment. It's like I need guidance, I need some help, talk to me goose. And I feel like it's done very well because there are times where people where films are done. I can't think of any on top of my head. I know there are out there where the, they say the line just because they have to say the line because that's what they said in the last movie or in the other thing. Whereas this one, it was done very well. And I have to say it was it helped. It elevated the movie for me. They didn't say I feel the need for speed in this movie. I'm so glad. I'm so glad they didn't feel the need to create new catchphrases or homage too many of the old ones. Um, because I think those are the shittier parts of the script from Top Gun. So I'm glad that they didn't feel the need to do it. Because uh, I think that this film's more sincere uh, in a yeah. character way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, we talked about it already, but like the... Uh, oh, let's talk about Miles Teller. Miles Teller, who is uh, in Hollywood famously an asshole, but he's gotten better over the years. So it's hard for me. I want to like him a lot because I really like him in this movie. I think he's a great Goose Jr. I feel it. I see the spirit of Goose in there. I see it. He looks like him. Yeah. He he does. I forget what scene it is specifically. Oh, it's I think it's a beach scene where he's like doing like a little dance. And I'm like, is that Goose right there? What's going on here? Um, I, I like Miles Teller so much in this movie. And like it makes me want to like him more. But I just know he's got a reputation. Yeah. Same. I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> I think all the acting is is oh John Hamm is being Mr. Stern Cyclone Man he's fun. John Hamm has a fun has a fun bit where he's where after Maverick proves that it can be done he goes like I got he left me in a tough position Maverick do I do I uh, court martial you and make you blah 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 or do I risk my career but make you the team leader and Maverick just goes well sir Maverick that was rhetorical <laughs> don't answer it Maverick yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't answer it um, Maverick I really enjoy it I, I actually like um, Cyclone and Warlock that's the other gentleman the other mm-hmm. officer that's this is call sign I can't remember the actor's name but I actually really enjoy him even the times where because obviously John Hamm he's the, he's a three-star admiral he's very by the book when they're doing the football scene the beach scene as an homage to the volleyball scene and Maverick's just sitting on the beach, just chilling. And he's like, what's this? Building your team. It's a uh, dogfight football. 
And I, he, he's not like a super asshole about it, but he's like, hmm, okay. And he just me. lets it happen. I just think it's very funny how many like beat for beat moments you can kind of repeat out of the first one, but they're just significantly better here. Yeah. 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 You get uh you get the same uh admiral coming in at the beginning and being like, God damn it, Maverick, and then just go do the thing. Um but there is there's one just musical better. there's one musical cue that I wish was in the movie, and it's because it was written for it was written for the original movie, and it's take your breath away. I really wish during when he gently lays her down. No, I'm no, so no, 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 no. That was not here. I'm so after <laughs> after the original because of its overuse in the original. I can't take it seriously. It would have taken me out of the movie. Oh, me, I see. I think that's me being that's honest. Better. That's how I would have felt coming recently from the original. Maybe in a vacuum, I wouldn't have felt that way. But coming recently from the original, I'm like, it's like in it six times that they queue up the opening. And only one time do they go to the lyrics, but they do the opening over and over. Like it's well, every time he sees the girl and I'm like, nah, man, well, I can't do it again. Bias. And, the, and the grandpa who hasn't seen the movie in 40 years, like, hey, I recognize that song. I'm just thinking. They're, they're, I, they put Danger Zone. I just wanted some. Which is also, which was also credited from the soundtrack of Top Gun. Hell yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm honestly just how the way the first one ends on such an upbeat thing i was kind of how i was half expecting to hear cheap tricks mighty wings which is the ending song for 86 top gun i mean don't get no no they got a new lady gaga song for that still a good song still a good song it's a good song still a good song but i'm like Mighty wings that that song slaps i gotta say like i was watching the first film and I got really into the theme song of the of the of the franchise of the film, like the the actual like orchestrated theme song. Yeah, they use um, it well here. They oh, use yeah. it really well um, in the trailer, which I didn't recognize as the theme song in the trailer when I first saw it. Um, but it's it's very well done in the trailer. And then in this, um, they keep playing it, but not an over an over amount. It's it's where it is where it is meant to be placed, and it still is recognizable as the Top Gun theme song. So you know who did some additional helping support on this movie? In the who? music department? Who? Papa Zimmer, baby. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm looking at the composer. The composer, Lorne Balfi, uh, who did WandaVision. I do... Fun fact. I do think you could have put the put something there, Ryan, in the romantic moment between Connolly and Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I just am glad it wasn't take your breath away. But I do think there could have been something. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, they, they they added because not only did they have old like the original songs, they had modern songs in here too. Yeah, like yeah. the beach scene, it's a new so, modern song. So like, they I think there could have been new song. Yeah, yeah, I think there could have been like a some kind of song there for them. But I, I think it should have been should have been a new song because also like that that song defines his relationship with her because mm-hmm. it's all about every time he sees that girl oh, in the original. Point. And so like like have this be for them. Yeah, good point. Good point. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, oh, do I have anything else I want to say about this? Um, I uh, really like this movie. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a hoot and nanny. It's a hoot and a holler. Um, yeah, like this makes me excited to see more like Glenn Powell and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's in another, another military plane movie coming out. But like, I, I won't probably won't see that immediately, but like I lie. He has such charisma. And I'm like, I'm going to look out for you in more movies. My guy, I like you a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned a little bit of like the uh, tension breaking, but like, I, I think this film is very funny. Also, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the jokes really land for me. The diner yeah. bit after he crashes. Oh, oh it's so, so good. Oh, yeah. 
where am I? Earth. <laughs> Earth. Earth. <laughs> that was very good. Um, yeah, man. Um, should we rate and final thoughts? Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. All right, Ryan. I think this movie is worth the price of admission. I think if you don't like Top Gun, I still think there's, I still think this is a good movie. I think there's, I think there's enough to get out. There's certainly a hundred percent more character stuff happening in this movie. Yeah. So that alone, you're probably be invested in that. If not, then like it's a well shot movie. I think it looks great. It's it's fun. Uh, nameless enemy, so you don't have to think about think about things too hard. Um, Tom Cruise is killing it once again. I will give it a whoo. I'm gonna give it an an eight point five. Like it a whole lot. Sparks, wanna go next? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's overall really well done, really well well made, well shot, all that kind of stuff. Um, a significant improvement over the original for my money, um, and and well worth the price of admission. Uh, I will go nine. Nice, Ben. I'll just like uh, Maverick trying to push the sound barrier or push him to to go to mock uh, to go mock nine. I'm gonna go with a nine. I don't know why I was going with that, but yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you were going Mach 10 there. I know he was going for Mach 10, but he was like, the gold of was Mach 9. Mach, You're right. Mach 10 was two months away. Anyways, the film is a nine. It's absolutely a blast. I will definitely, I'm, if you put this one next to the original with this one, I'm going to pick Maverick over the original Top Gun. It's that much better of a movie. It has, it has a lot better character stuff. It deals with the emotional damage and the emotional loss of Goose much better than the first one ever will. And the action is fantastic. You love watch, and like Spark said, it's funny. You, I just love the scene where Maverick just busts up between no, the no. planes, and everyone just goes, "Oh shit!" No, no, I said it's funny. Well, Stop it, Brandon. I, I said it, it was me. No, I did. <laughs> it was me. It was me, actually. Well, whoever said it was funny, they're right because the scene where Maverick flies up between the two jets, and he's like, "Good morning, aviators," and I was like, "Oh shit!" There they're trying to put their masks on and properly get in the combat. Get him, get him. I got him, I got, I got this, I got this. And it is. Never. It is very funny. There. Now it's me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the movie's a nine. It's fantastic. Go see it. If you haven't seen the first one, you'll still have a good time. Yeah. Ben, that's a good point. Like, honestly, this is one of the few times where I'm like, you watch Top Gun because it's one of the only jet movies that's around that's really like that that, that does it good enough, right? You don't need to watch Top Gun ever again. Nope. This movie <laughs> no. is it's it's got everything you'd want from Top Gun, including Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, but infinitely better. So I'm this like, man, a, I like Top Gun. Movie's a whole four points higher for my money. Doesn't have any awkward, cringy, you lost, I love the feeling moments. Uh, uh, I don't, I'm not gonna say anything about that. I have a history with that song, a good okay. history with that song. So that's not okay. a cringy moment for me. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um. Ah. I sang it on stage with the original with the original guy. Just saying. Um, that is true. Really? Yeah. I, well, my family knew the Righteous Brothers who wrote that song. Oh, nice! Yeah. Um, so, someone mentioned on Twitter that I cannot get out of my head, so I'm going to re- I'm going to repeat it here. The difference between Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick isn't Paddington One to Paddington Two. It's Morbius to Paddington Two. <laughs> Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you that I did something this week. I watched Morbius. You did? You yeah. did? Yeah, I watched it on Twitch with 3,000 people. <laughs> good. Uh, listen, no, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but like, it's not, it's, 
people need to watch more movies if that's the worst thing you've ever seen. That's all I'm saying. It's totally, oh, no. it's it's like Venom. It's adequately serviceable at best. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I actually sure. enjoyed parts of it. I think the special effects are pretty sweet, actually. Well, I can't say it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I've never seen it. There you go. Um, but I thought that was a funny, that was a funny um, thing. Um, is, you know, it is, it is a significant, even though I like Top Gun, I think it is a significant jump in quality. Like, one well, of the biggest in terms of, like, legacy sequels. While mm -hmm. they are playing in the same field of, like, what the movie is about and what it what its resources are utilizing, they are not in the same caliber. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, all that to get to my score, which is a 10 out of 10. Nice. I think this movie rules. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. I don't know if it is number one. It probably isn't, but it is definitely in my top 10. Ah, uh, Jesus, this movie rocked my socks. If the rest of the year isn't very good, it might be in my top 10. Sure. I'm pretty sure this movie is going to definitely be in my top 10. You, There's... you have to there, you have to knock out some huge hitters to, to take uh, Maverick out. But man, I had a blast with this movie. I, I suspect Maverick will not make my top 10, but you can find out in our anniversary special coming out soon. Friends, send us questions. Send us questions, please. I said it at the beginning, but those of you who are watching us live have not did not see that part. Send us questions. Fakenerdguys at gmail.com. I think Mag is still here. He just put in his score for the movie for a nine. Hell yeah, yeah good score. Cool. Uh, yeah, love the movie. 10 out of 10. Shall we do our book club? It's time. Book them, Dano. Club of books? Sure. I chose, it's my turn. I picked Thor's, which is the Secret Wars tie-in um, to uh, Secret Wars. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yep. it, is, it is the Secret Wars tie-in um, set on Battleworld. Uh, this was set uh, after Jane Foster had become Thor for a couple of issues. Secret Wars wiped out the entire universe. And the Thor's in, this, in the new Battleworld became cops. They became All the Thor's from across the multiverse became cops of Battleworld. All Thors are bastards. All Thors are bastards. ATAB. Um, I really like this one. What did you guys think? Oh, I had a blast with this one. I also had a really good time with reading this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian? I liked it. I certainly liked it more seven years ago. It's been a while. Since when it came out. Um. I've just changed as a person and the way I feel about cops, <laughs> I think kind of impacted my view of this book, especially with the way if this book came out now, it would be handled in a much more depth way, but the way it handles it being like a police procedural procedural and not doing enough fun with that and kind of just doing that. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, but it felt to just kind of like an episode of cops in a way that it like, that rubbed me the wrong way in certain spots, I think. But I liked it. Sure. Sparks? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, like, I'm not completely anti cop or anything, but like, um, it, uh, obviously, I can't be. Uh, it's impossible. So, um, but the thing about it is that it, the way it, it plays with the material of, of talking about um, the, the casual, like, mistreatment of people that they'll keep in an interrogation room and that kind of thing feels very brutality. much yeah it feels very much like a almost almost jokey in the sense of how it's like this is funny because this is how we talk about it on you know police procedurals on tv and we're making fun of that and therefore this is funny and i'm like man it's just not 
it's not funny to me <laughs> i'm sorry um but but there's a there are things i do like about it i don't think like it's an entire shit show uh it's it's just those moments that i'm like oh man i'm just not i'm not in the headspace for this or or at least that it's not doing enough with that material for me to to bite into i guess mm-hmm. um but that's that's very much like just that's personal um but yeah that is, i that i like the idea that was also me sorry yeah I, I like the idea of Doom rewriting like them into this this police force for himself. And like the there are things about the way that they do it where it's like, yeah, I busted a bunch of hulks. I rounded up like five of them. I, I do think like that kind of language, that's very funny. That's the very ghost entertaining writers. stuff. The ghost writers, yeah, that's a great that's a great page. Uh I had that sectioned out too. Um there's a part where it's uh, you know, like this this like rides that line for me the, this page which is the one where he says like uh once once uh they they went out and for like revenge for one of them being taken out which was beta ray and they're saying like we go after all the obvious ones first the hulks the sinisters the ultrons the prowlers and predators the mutants and monsters and like the way you you go about that i'm like that's a, a funny entertaining twist for marvel to be doing but it is also a little hard for me to not see you know, the blacks, the Mexican, like the that racial kind of, of the, the See, racial I... part of what that 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 undertone that it's that it's twisting on is. I just kind of wish there was slightly more, just slightly more to it. Than Feels that. like bright. bright. See, I uh, just want to jump in and give it all, uh, uh, the other side of this because I actually think the way the, ser- the the way it is taking this material is very lethal weapon esque. Um, very much of the vein of like um, that kind of over the topness because you see King Thor is very much the stereotypical police chief captain yes. who's just yelling and yelling, mm-hmm. you know, dooms up my ass. And like, I think that that's all Throg is the forensic scientist. Like, I think all that is, is the, the way I saw it was just flat parody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, that's how I, Sorry, I was gonna say I think that's how I saw it too. Because when I was reading this, I was reading as like Thor's are cops. This is funny, and I was actually genuinely interested in the mystery of it all. It was like, how come all these Jane Fosters are dying? How come all these Donald Blakes are dying? Loki is a homeless dude just chilling on that cardboard box, and he's trying to get Thor's attention. He's like, yo, you have an unworthy Thor who is like, I know it's one of them, I just don't know who it is. That's our Thor. So, that's that's the six one six Thor. That's unworthy Thor. Um, the only the only thor that isn't in the book from the get is mighty thor uh because she was um she spoiler she's worse she was in a ship with other characters that survived the end of time that survived the end of everything and then made it that way to battle world so they weren't erased that is the thing that i do like about the book i do like the mystery because it's about a thor killing all the jane fosters to hide the fact that doom's lying to everybody yeah right and and then the premise alone is cool and then being like, I don't know why this is important, but it's important and I can feel it. I really like that stuff. Um, I recognize that it wants to be parody, Brandon. Um, what I mean is that for me, there's an amount where I, I think I wanted to go s- slightly further in its own absurdity to take it away for me from the reality. Sure. I get it you. plays it plays slightly too close sometimes. I get you. Um, I want to I want to talk about. Um some of their code names which is one of my favorite parts about this about this uh storm is stormborn mm-hmm. uh green leaf is ult- they call him ultimate thor this 
was really interesting reading at this time where where Thor was because like I had uh I had forgotten that what this is essentially is a send off for Ultimate Thor. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it has nothing to do with Mighty Thor. It's not Jane Foster's main character here. This is Ultimate Thor and his send off that leads to right. the next whatever happens next with uh, the Thors. Um, Green isn't wait isn't. Who's the bad one? That's Greenleaf, isn't it? That's Rune. No, Rune Thor. That's, that's Rune. 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 Um, yeah, and the, like the idea of like doing the Thors, like Odin give gave out the hammers. My right? favorite, like, when did you get your hammer? My favorite Thor is Thur, the werewolf Thor. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna make that guy an Elden Ring. Um, I, I like um, I like Groot Thor. Groot Thor. Uh, Thor. He says, "I am Thor" instead of "I am Groot." The art's great. The great, like fun cartoony. I like the art. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the art a lot. I, I really like this idea of, of teaming up Beta Ray Bill and mm-hmm. Ultimate Thor. Um, and Beta being like the, the seasoned one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I just think that uh, getting chewed out by, the, by King Thor, who's, who's also the unworthy Thor, but in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah I thought that, that was appropriately like silly in its own way. I do like um, the end. Uh, with them talking about the, I'm gonna swing it so hard it'll continue on past my life, and you get yeah. the, you get it flying back in after things have been reset. Yeah, there's um a fun little nod uh, that Horus from Egypt has become a new Thor because he's Thorus of Egyptia. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's cute. That like they other people get merged into the Thors. Um, I love all the. I love right. like it's Secret Wars. It's all Battle World. So they're like, oh, for the love of Doom, and like, uh, oh, oh, what, what does he say? Oh, hold on, I got doom it. Right damn here. it. Captain says, oh, Doom, damned. Yeah, I like that. Um, the uh, Rune Thor becomes unworthy, and so he drops his hammer, and that's how he's defeated. It's really cool to be like, um, to see uh, uh, them like shoot like shooting their lightning like it's a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Like they're like holding it like weapons, and they're like, pshoo, pshoo. Um, that was cool. The uh, thing that I that oh, and then the unworthy part being like next time. I like that the um, the like generic when you need multiple generic Thor's generic background cops. Uh, mm-hmm. That it's just all like old Thor, classic Thor. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just a bunch of layered over classic Thor's. Um, the the moment where Ultimate Thor. He, because he believes what Jane is saying. Uh, when Jane comes in, Jane comes in from uh, what's been happening in Secret Wars and be like, Thor's rise up. Doom is not the real emperor. We have to destroy this world. Um, and uh, Greenleaf, Ultimate Thor, is like, you know, she's right. Let's go. Um, and she, he has this moment where he re- he knows what our Thor doesn't know, which is that she's Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a good moment where he says, like, I know you. Sorry, brother. No, but no, you're not. A, you're not a Thor from my. I know your eyes, Jane. Mm-hmm. And like I thought, that was a good moment. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because uh, for I people mean, who don't know, um, if you haven't read Secret Wars, uh, there's an eight month time jump from when the heroes mm-hmm. on the Ark finally get uncovered. Eight months passes before they realize, like, oh, eight months has passed since all since we've been like frozen, basically. Uh, so Jane's coming in. This Thor shit's going wild. Uh, you guys mentioned the Ghost Rider stuff. Uh, there is a Ghost Racers. Uh, Battle World miniseries. Yep. So when the skeletons are like, "Oh, we'll just take them to the ghost races," I'm like, "It's fun. That's fun little synergy." I love yeah. Wars with all my heart. Having read the entire Ultimate comic line, uh, it was cool to see Ultimate Thor take the center stage here. Yeah, because he, 
didn't he he died when like our when six one six Galactus showed up in Ultimate in the Ultimate Universe. He like sacrificed himself to kill the Galactus. I think. I don't remember. It's been too long. It's been a while. Um, um, there's the there's the scene there's a scene where where Jane is holding the hammer, rising having the Thors. I think that's a beautiful page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, oh. the the bar that they go where they just have little places with the ha- to hang their hammers. I'm so sorry. You showing that panel reminded me of the giant heads in the Thor trailer that we didn't talk about. I wrote a note too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Lady Death. When James, yeah, Lady Death, Eternity, the Living Tribunal, the Watcher. I've seen half of those people before. I'm I'm looking for a horny horny Thanos, baby. What's so What's so interesting is that this is the second time uh, the Living Tribunal has shown up in a movie because he was he was in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. Blink and he miss it. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's coming in. He's going to be in this movie eventually. I right? I can't believe that they made Lady Death finally like officially exists. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. I I thought of it while we were talking about, it, and then some someone said something I forgot. And it's really the, it seeing Do- cool. seeing Doom's face really big behind Jane. I was like, oh shit, that's right. Uh, it is really cool that we saw a movie trailer this week for for the character that we just read in this comic that came out seven years ago. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like further and further, like the newer characters are showing up sooner and sooner. Uh, you know, like like uh, we got Kamala coming. She's relatively new too. Like it's re re. Riri, yeah, she's super new, yeah. Um, the reveal that it is Rune is a very good reveal because he goes to like the Deadlands um, and finds the the like mass grave of Jane Foster's from across the bat- from across the battle world. Yeah. Um, and like because Loki is like, I'm not the one who killed them. I moved them to get to to so you can find them because so you can find the actual guy who did this. The right. middleman. Um, and then Rune, and then Rune like bonks him on the head essentially is what that was the next thing which but at least this really nice splash uh panel splash panel i really like yeah um yeah it, and unworthy thor teams up with him yeah it's good stuff i like this book a lot yeah it's a cool premise absolutely uh yeah. most of not all of the secret wars ties and tie-ins are, are worth picking up for, for some reason or another i read uh most of them i think i was really into that event yeah I got an entire long box that's all like Secret Wars, which is yeah. a mistake. Um, it was really cool to revisit this, especially reading the event leading up the the like the events that lead up to this. Not necessarily because sure. Secret Wars was a um, pretty much a reset for a while, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was cool to cool to get there. I mean, come on, this is a cool splash page too. Look at this. Look at the art. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. A like, lot of words on that page. Yeah, that's true. Um, the Destroyer Thor, that's good. I mentioned that Throg was a the forensic scientist. I love mm-hmm. Throg. I love Throg. Mm-hmm. I think he's cool. Mm-hmm. Say cool. A lot. All right. Anything else you want to add? Thor's. Check it out. Um, I own this in the complete collection for Jason Aaron's Thor Run Volume Two, uh, which I believe is actually the only place you can find it right now because it's out of print. Ooh. Or Marvel least, Unlimited. Or on Marvel Unlimited, yeah. Um, it's really cool to read it in the. Like in in with all the Thors. So if you if you know you want to check it out, uh, I recommend reading the stuff before. It's good stuff too. Hell yeah. Um, okay, that's it. Who's next? Sparks. Hmm. Real quick, I'm so sorry, Sparks. Let's pull up Grayson's Ooh. comment, Ben. Yep. Grayson says Riri was was the uh, one I've been wanting to see. I really want to see how she enters the fold. Well, Grayson. Black Panther. You just got to wait till November. 
I had a theory a few years ago. You guys enjoyed that theory, but that's probably not the way that's going to go. No, we know how she's in Black Panther. Yeah. I don't remember this theory. Um, Sparks, mm. it's your book club. Yeah. Somebody has returned to our television screens, friends. It's Darth Vader. Oh, we're going to read Darth Vader Dark Visions. Okay, cool. That's the Dark Horse. Uh, is it? I'm not Dark sure. Visions? Yeah. Um, Darth Vader Dark Visions is uh, third person perspectives on Vader. It's uh, a collection of issues that are about people encountering Vader hmm. uh, before A New Hope and this... just having their passing encounters with him. Yes, this is the one where he's on the he's on the skeleton horse with the sword. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think we'll have a good time with it. I wanted cool. to to give a glimpse of um because Hayden Christensen's out there saying like he wants to do more Darth Vader stuff. I wanted to give a glimpse of like maybe what a Darth Vader oh thing could be. That's an actual Marvel book. Oh, it's a Marvel book. Cool. Yeah, I, I just looked up on Google just to double check. Yeah. Cool. We, cool, we, cool. Now that I saw the cover, we talked about it when it was coming out originally. Did we? Um, okay, that's that's that, everyone. So um, <laughs> check out that book. Cool. All right. Um, guys, real quickly before we get out of here, remember uh, our sixth anniversary is coming up. So if you have any questions you want to ask us, please email them. Find us on social media, Fickner Podcast on, uh, everywhere, FickerGuys at gmail.com. You have until Friday. Have until Friday. Friday. Um. So that'll do it, guys. Thank you. What not? Oh, I do this with a thing in front of me. That's what I'm missing. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, next week, we are not going to be talking about a movie. We're going to be talking about a lot of movies. Oh, Pixar. Which Pixar? Oh, Pixar. Yes, we before Lightyear comes out, we are celebrating uh, Pixar's 25 film history leading up to Lightyear. Wow. Oh, they should have stopped. So we have a nice round 25. Cancel light year. You don't want that. I don't want that at all. Um, okay, so stay tuned for that, and then the week after that will be light year. So, wow. Uh, no, incorrect. The week oh. after that will be Jurassic World Dominion. The oh. week after that will be light year. Oh, can we skip to light year? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have to do Jurassic World. I'm kidding. Um. Uh, Grace in life says, give me the Woody movie. No, that's to be the show. Woody's Roundup. It came from a show. Remember There's that. Snake. There's a snake in his boot. Um, okay. You can find our other things. Um, if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, we've got a ton of other shows on this channel. Um, you can check out Fickner's Watch, which got a buttload of Fickner's Watch coming your, coming your way. Um, such as, we got Obi-Wan. We got Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Then we'll have The Boys and Stranger Things. And Miss Marvel. So many things. I was trying to like add a little thing to every time Brian would say something, but he was going too quick. We can't on StreamYard, Ben. It won't allow oh, us. I, I messed up the groove. I'm sorry. Gr Grayson sitting over here. I want to see the Woody. Check <laughs> <laughs> um, out all of those Victor's watches. Uh, we also have Basement Arcade, which is our video game series. Basement Arcade Pause Mini, which is our video game talking series. We talk video games that time. Oh, we recorded one of those, Sparks. We did. Yeah, we oh, did. 
We did it. A new a new pause menu is on the horizon. Hell yeah. Without, Not just one from Ben. Without Ben. What? We stole we your took, show. We stole your show. Well, I mean, Brandon and I are going to steal a little animation station for a hot second, so I guess, okay, I guess I'll allow it. Oh, no. A soul for a soul. Uh, we've already stolen animation station, so this this was the payback. Well, we're we're setting a new cycle. Well, we're now. doing it again. So, what are you doing it again for? Well, we want to do a we want to do a discussion of the um, uh, Saturday morning cartoon blocks. Oh yeah, because um, those were a big part of our growing up. Yeah. Do you want to pull up Grayson's before I continue? <laughs> he says I'm effing dead. Hello, thank you, Sparks. No. Okay. Um, Fakner Book Club, as well uh, as Animation Station, which we've talked about. Um, man, we got so close to recording a new episode of Fakner Book Club before all this shit came up from Fakner's Watch. Mm. It's okay. We got so close. So close, but so far Damn away. It, June. Um, we have a Patreon. We have a Public. You can support us there financially if you'd like. Uh, all those links are below, and you can find them on our website at FakerPodcast.com. So all the links are there and below check it out thank you to everyone who listens we greatly appreciate it thank you to everyone who watched the live show thank you to everyone who watched the rewind afterwards um we we appreciate all your support thank you to jeremy bellucci hey jeremy he's not here no he's darn <laughs> he's where he, i don't know where he is but he's not here no i thought what, what did you say spain sparks no i said jesus because i was loud oh I, i'm so sorry i'll turn it down in the edit um you can find his his, uh, his Instagram at Jeremy Village Keyboards. He did all the music that you've heard tonight and all the music you hear for every single one of our shows. Um, you can find him. I got um, his dog. You got his dog. His dog's asleep right there. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes or Instagram uh, at Subproc Podcast or Facebook at Suburban Proctologist Official. Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike Matola is a great man. He um, collaborated with us quite a bit. Man, I really want to get him back on. Um, but you can you can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All of Fake Nerd Podcasts, Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. That can touch us personally, perhaps with a question for our sixth anniversary. Just throwing it out there. Do it. Mm-hmm. You can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I also write for Screen Rant, where I do a bunch of lists. I write for Atomic Geekdom, where I post a bunch of other things. Um, and uh, uh, a series called Revisiting the Infinity Saga, um, where I go through 50 of the mo- what I feel are the most defining moments uh, of the MCU. And uh, I edit for kaijuramanmedia.com. You can also see it um, on that very website, the episode I did for Pacific Rim Uprising. So Get it on until I die. Ben? You can find me going into the danger zone that is the forbidden lands of Elden Ring at BenMaga27 on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. You can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. And also, maybe sometimes, depending on my sleep schedule, uh, streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BenMaga27, where I'm still playing Elden Ring. It's not over yet. I might switch to Fortnite, though, when the Pac-Man skin drops, though. Just, Just saying. Switch up a little bit. Ryan, you could find me at DJ Tony Snark 616. I've changed my name everywhere on all the internets because I hate having to switch between this one or this one. So it's just DJ Tony Snark 616 everywhere, baby. Check out my Batman videos. Thank you, Grayson. Thanks for watching that first episode. Maybe more. So much fun. Twitch and YouTube. DJ Tony Snark 616.
Sparks. Uh, you can find me entering the upside down at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Oh, also, I forgot to say, I also watched the first episode of Stranger Things. <laughs> I should really write this shit down. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Fane's watching Stranger Things right now. That's, I can hear some stuff going on downstairs, and it does not sound pretty. Gross. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Podcasts, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel. Until next time you see us, guys, stay fake nerds.